If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Away offers high quality luggage at a much lower price by cutting out the middleman and selling directly to you. Choose from nine colors and four sizes. The carry-on, the bigger carry-on, both of which are compliant with all major U.S. airlines, the medium or the large. All suitcases are made with premium German polycarbonate which is lightweight and unrivaled in strength and impact resistance. And thanks to their lifetime warranty, if anything breaks, Away will fix or replace it. <laughs> I have an Away luggage I need to send in. I had this case and I didn't even know that. Oh Try it for 100 days. And if at any point you decide it's not for you, return it for a full refund. No questions asked. Y'all, I have an Away luggage. I've had it for a very long time. Um, I did go through the Atlanta Hartsfield Jackson airport and something did happen to my suitcase. So I'm going to keep you all posted as I go through the customer service with away luggage to have my suitcase replaced. Okay. So go on ahead and get your away luggage so you can just see what I'm talking about with how nice it is though. So for $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com slash friend zone and use promo code friend zone during checkout. That's awaytravel.com slash friend zone. And use promo code FRIENDZONE for $20 off a suitcase. MAC Powder Kiss Lipstick is matte reinvented. The new matte formula is where matte meets moisture, giving you the zero shine look of a matte lipstick with the instant long-term hydration and a weightless cushiony texture. Cushiony lips. Cushiony. The velvety, cushiony and velvety, soft matte colors glide on effortlessly with a wide range of shades that are sure to complement any skin tone. Head to your nearest MAC location and meet your matte today or shop MacCosmetics.com. Welcome to the Friends. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the Friend Zone. There you go. But they are getting a divorce. The divorce is not finalized. You still wear your ring. You got something on your hand too, so I ain't talking about it. No, this is not. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. We, we talk about jury. <laughs> Excuse me. That's right. Excuse me. That is so 
fun. You always do this. That's the hashtag. <laughs> you picked right up on what the hashtag was. Now we're going to make this short and sweet because it's just so concise and complete. That was a clip from a Van Jones interview on the recent Wendy Williams show, okay, where she was actually questioning him about wearing a wedding ring while he's going through a very public uh, divorce and breakup with his wife. Mm. Um, and the pot was calling the kettle the blackest mm. in that very conversation. But we're going to give Sister Wendy some positive. Yes, I said positive. We're going to give Sister Wendy some positive talk right now, okay? okay? Because she did something that showed, believe it or not, from Wendy Williams' character. You know what she did? She redeemed herself. And it's all about corrective action first, starting with your goddamn self. Wendy made that mistake of getting in Van Jones' business about his current divorce proceedings when she is in the middle of a coogee sweater of divorce hell, okay? However, <laughs> after she made that mistake of making that inference into his situation and he chickity chick checked that ass, she caught herself and she checked herself by saying, excuse me. Now, there was something that came after, but I cut it off because in my mind, I wanted it to stop right there by her saying, <laughs> excuse me, and checking herself. So just like Sister Wendy, okay, Williams, which we can continue to stay because that name ain't going to change. That's hers. The hunter was her, his. Her, uh, her, Williams is her her uh, maiden name. Hunter okay, was, okay, okay, okay. was her married name. I say was because it's a past tense thing. <laughs> Um, so yeah, shout out to Wendy Williams and you know, the, the, the gem that we're going to get from her, cause believe it or not, we're going to pull something substantive from Wendy Williams. What she said was, excuse me, excuse yourself this week. When you make a mistake, correct it. If you're doing things that you know are not the, the smartest choices for you to make, excuse yourself from all that bad decision-making. The hashtag this week is excuse me. Cause it starts with yourself. Amen. It's intimacy in the most close form of the word. Into me, I see. <laughs> I was waiting on it. You knew it was coming. <laughs> With that being said, here's the QTNAs of oh, the week, Lord. which are questions that need answers and questions that Negress is asking. <laughs> Question one. Is it in fact true that the reason that Black China's Harvard application was not recognized and did not go through was because she filled it out in that bleaching cream, white nicious that she was from. Oh Is that why they couldn't see her application? I just want to. All right, question one. That's question one. Question two. Which one of y'all said that at this past Saturday's Biscuits, Benzes, and Bob Wiggs bottom field brunch in Atlanta? Biscuits, okay. Benzes. Sorry, go ahead. It's Atlanta. <laughs> Um, that at this week's bottom field brunch in Atlanta at approximately 4.31 p.m., two people reached for the apple butter near the biscuits at the oh buffet table God. at the same time Friend. and then said, oh, I'm sorry, in the same raspy tone, only to look up at each other and stare for two seconds. And then at that point, Regine Carter said to Jacquees, you could just go then. Nigga, this, I'm so bad at you. Not really. Who said it? Regina Carter and Jacquees look alike. I don't give a damn oh what nobody said. Moving on to question three, which we're going to wrap this right on All up. I can think of is Jacquees trying to say he was the best, but in Regina Carter's voice. I you see, I know <laughs> you see no. it. Okay. No. Question three. This one we got to get to the bottom of. <laughs> which one of y'all 
said that last Friday at the DMV in Los Angeles at 4.51 p.m., two people were there and they were having their driver's license photographs taken at the same time. And the DMV worker who was taking the pictures looked from one person to the other after the third take and said, okay, mouth closed on this next one. When he said that, and they both realized that he was talking to both of them, they each kind of leaned up and then looked around the little curtain that was separating them. And then Vincent Herbert said, hey, how's it going? To Mama June from the Learning Channel. Who said it? Who said Vincent Herbert and Mama June was in the damn booth at the same time? We got a two-fed. Right. And with those being said and understood, I just want to welcome everybody to the friend zone, which is your weekly look into all things mental health, mental wellness, and mental hygiene, because who in the hell would like a musty brain? I know I don't. No, you guys don't. Fran, how you doing? <laughs> Hi, Dustin Ross. <laughs> how you doing, Fran? I'm fantastic. <laughs> but let's go ahead and drive the boat. So, Asante, yeah. you said you have a black business for us this week. Yes, I want to give a shout out to Raven Joyner. She sent us in an email to let us know that Harlem's first indoor cycling studio has opened and it's owned by Tamika Rochester. She's not only an instructor, but she's an inspirational black woman with an MBA and was previously a mechanical engineer. Um, she did a feature with Viceland and Raven also sent us a clip of that. And she sat down with somebody and talked about why she decided to not be an engineer anymore and the need for fitness and how she wants to build something to really be a staple in her community and give back. And now she has plans of growing later on. So you can check them out at Harlem-Cycle.com. It's located on 138th and Adam Clayton Powell. Harlem, I miss you. Um, you can check out their IG at Harlem Cycle. So shout out to Raven. Thank you for sending that in for the Black Business. I knew it was Raven. That's one of my baby That's sisters. A- <laughs> you shout said Raven. Raven. I'm like, of course. She, and, and she actually says, love, love, love you guys. And she puts Raven, a.k.a. little sister Fran. Uh, see? <laughs> <laughs> Watch, I'm going to show y'all a picture. She's like literally my little sister. It's yes. kind of scary how much we look alike. But... Do you guys want to jump into the recap session? Let's do it. So on last week's episode titled Castles in the Sky, we discussed the 2020 presidential candidates focused on the redistribution of wealth and how they planned on executing these policies as well as whether or not we believe them. Mm -hmm. And I was excited because... A lot of people listening said that initially when they read the description, they were disappointed because they were like, oh, an episode on politics. (laughs) They like almost low key weren't going to press play, but they did. And they were glad that they did because they said that we made it really fun to listen to. That's why your asses should have trusted us. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) And a lot of people said it actually made them curious about the rest of the candidates and made them look them up and do research on their own. So that is exciting to me because that's all I was hoping for. But Asante, who stood out to you? You. I want to give a shout out to Kay Lewis. I don't know if she wanted to say her actual name, so I shortened it and made it something cute. <laughs> um, so her email is titled, or the subject rather, is Castles in the Sky, White Privilege and Reparations. Uh, she goes on to say, Asante's very, very real view of the idea of black folks taking advantage of a universal monthly income is something we all think about, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, no. While I understand the sentiment, that type of thinking about people, especially about us black people, has deeper roots in the concept of white supremacy culture. Mm. There are 15 basic pr- principles that keep the metaphorical car of white supremacy moving, no matter who is in the driver's seat. Paternalism is one of those characteristics. Essentially, in this case, It means that white people and or people in positions of power 
blame our lack of financial literacy as the sole reason we can't obtain or keep wealth in their eyes. This means they can justify the way that they police our finances instead of just taking us what we need, uh, instead of just asking us what we need, rather, so that we can promote the financial literacy classes and skill building that y'all talked about. Um, Additionally, when y'all talked about reparations, the question about who qualifies to receive reparations and how much can be answered in part by evaluating how per capita indigenous tribes distribute their reparations as well. There are quotas and percentages in heritage. As a biracial black woman, I would never expect that I would even qualify for reparations before someone with a history of enslaved people on both sides of their family, because I do understand that I benefited from my white mother's relationships with people in my own light skin. So I thought she just had a lot of very interesting views to share because I don't yeah. think the area biracial person is going to feel that same way. Mm. But it is something to look at, I guess, as they continue this conversation on how to redistribute this wealth, because that is something I would like to see. <laughs> I would like to see it. <laughs> so, yes, that's what I found. What about you, friend? Were you in the SoundCloud streets this week? I was, but I also received a ton of messages because it was so many people. I don't want to, like, pinpoint one person, mm-hmm. but a lot of people were telling us that in Scandinavia, they actually tried the universal income and it didn't work. Mm. Okay, so how long was it in effect? Well, I have to do the research oh, okay. on that, actually. But I thought it was interesting because a lot of people are like, they tried it in Scandinavia. And apparently Scandinavia already has so many strong programs as it is. So I have to research on whether it didn't work because it wasn't necessary, you know, or did it not work because more in aligned with what you were saying, mm-hmm. Asante, <laughs> of how people go on people. I mean, so I'm curious, but I did step into the SoundCloud streets and studio said the issue is that Americans aren't true nationalists. They're all from elsewhere, just living together on a piece of land. Some hate each other. So, of course, they're not going to want to pay into a country or the people that they don't even truly care for. I thought that was an interesting perspective. Perspective, Because there are people who feel that way. But for me, if you're human and and you need universal income, health care, education, the last thing I'm thinking about is like whether or not Thank we you. have the same background. But I understand right. this position, though, because it is a position mm-hmm. very many people take. Lots of people. It just doesn't really sit. It doesn't align with my personal, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's common. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I definitely appreciate it and then victoria on twitter i i went into the twitter you know, we, well, come on <laughs> swerving all the streets she says i don't like the stipulation about having to attend financial literacy courses to get money lots of charities do this to receive donations and i find it fundamentally manipulative and i definitely agree with that another thing she mentioned was that when we were discussing the for profit schools that Elizabeth Warren was saying she was going to take federal funding away from. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Victoria corrected me and said that it's not the schools that are private schools. It's more so like the DeVries. Oh. You remember like mm-hmm. those, mm-hmm. right? Those are the ones that tend to be predatory for low income. So just wanted to make that correction. I'm so thankful that you guys are listen vigilantly and I can be like, what we were talking about. no, mind, we were I saying we were saying like the more, the private schools, even though they rip people off too. But it's just a different time. <laughs> it's a business. Sing the one that had the education connection song. Sorry, no, that was Get another your ass episode. Up off the couch, if you ain't <laughs> oh, yeah. for free, yeah. free with education, education connection. <laughs> like that was like. That's Didn't Trump have one too? That was like Trump University, right? Yeah, that and was he got a huge sued. Scam. They sued the shit out of him over Trump University, and they won, right? Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> wow. Anyway, Dustin, yes. what you find in the now Twitter Now that you piqued my interest, suing <laughs> Trump and winning. Let's get him. Okay. Uh, shout out to Nicole Rice at N-E-C-O-L-E-R-Y-S-E, who tweeted all three of us and the show, and then said that white scamming is would be after we were talking about the Thanos. Uh, Theranos. Theranos. Thanos. <laughs> um, white scamming is one of the most fascinating topics to me. Yes. If you want to read something extremely wild, try how Anna Delvey scammed all of New York. And she attached a link to thecut.com, uh, an article on the website, thecut.com, that said how an aspiring it girl tricked New York's party people. I'm not going to go into I details. But yeah, I want it. That, that right there. So check that out. It's on Twitter. Uh, really quickly, I also want to give a shout out to at underscore KJ Cray, who tweeted and said, my friend's apartment recently got shot up parentheses not shot up but one or two bullets went through his wall at 2 a.m in parentheses and he wants us to go out tonight he asked us did we want to pregame at his place tonight? Oh, no, literally my Dustin. friends and i and, and he attached a gif of all these um <laughs> these actors looking at each other in the audience at the people's choice awards <laughs> like just looking at each other like because what do you mean i'm not gonna really hang out before the club <laughs> over here so i can be swiss cheese next i don't okay. think so so shout out to him and then the last i know these tweets are long but this one is really really funny y'all I promise oh, the last one comes from at O-Hit Seb so O-H-I-T-S-E-B-B so Eb, who uh, tweeted I want y'all to know I'm in actual tears so and attached was this this uh this copy and also a picture the copy reads as follows if it ain't one child it's another if which they meant to say if it ain't one thing child it's another but it's also about a child so that's just interesting that that was the error they made. <laughs> anyway 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 if it ain't one thing child it's another i asked brian if he could take the children to school brian had one job this morning one job and that was to drop the children off at school for me the way i sent them the school called me because Jordan got a wig on to her knees. Man, I said, Brian, what happened? And he was like, I sure thought her hairstyle was too grown. Her teacher said, what do you want me to do, Jen? And I told the teacher, just let her wear it then. Look at my baby, man. I'm weak as fuck. And it's somebody named Magnolia Jones. She attaches a picture <laughs> of her daughter oh with God. a whole braided wig on <laughs> down to her knees, sitting on the floor next to the other preschoolers. It's obvious <laughs> a wig. The little girl was obviously playing in her mom's oh. wigs before school. And so they didn't want to break her little spirit because, you know, she probably felt beautiful. With <laughs> yeah. it. It's a micro braided wig. It's the funniest thing. Wow. She looks really cute, though. <laughs> Isn't it funny? Like, <laughs> so that's what I found this week. Mm-hmm. So you guys ready to jump into this week's episode? Let's do it. Come through. Let's go. So we have... My good friends, my old... You guys are like one of my oh, oldest geez. friends <laughs> yeah. the, in the digital space, yeah. which is yeah. so awesome. Wendy and Jess of Food Heaven. Yeah. Oh, my God. You guys. So We're so oh excited to be God. here. Like, I literally My cheeks flew are literally, out. like, burning right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we love you. We love all of you. We love you guys. We go back. We go back. Yeah, like, to the first IG post. Yes. Remember our YouTube collabs. Yes. Yeah. Oh my Jessica's god. Apartment. <laughs> yeah, Girl, how a far lot we've has come. happened. How far <laughs> we've come. So literally. Before we jump in, jump in, please introduce yourselves for those who may not know. Because I mean, everyone knows who Food Heaven is, but there I might be two or three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're gonna learn today. Right. Right. 
Hi, everyone. I'm Wendy. I'm and, Jess. <laughs> right. We're so used to like properly introducing ourselves. Yeah. And we're the co-founders of Food Heaven Made Easy, an <laughs> online platform for delicious and nutritious food. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we're both dietitians. We're diabetes educators. Um, I'm from the Bronx. Jess is from the West Coast. Yes. Represent. Yes. Okay. We like these kind of experts. Yes, okay. we do. Yay. We're <laughs> so excited. We've been doing this for eight years now. We created our platform in 2011 and we started teaching nutrition education at farmers markets in the Bronx yeah that was back in the day we weren't even like dietitians we were just like I was still in the process of going back to school for nutrition Jess was already in her program Mm -hmm. and we were just really inspired by the community that we worked with they were just so excited to come back week after week um looking at the cooking demos that we were doing and there's this like whole misperception that oh people in the hood don't aren't interested in healthy eating these are not foods that they're interested in eating and when we would introduce them they would come back week after week and they were just like oh my god i did this i prepared that um and so we were just pumped and here in new york city the farmers markets they come to an end when it gets cold so we were like well how can we keep this going you know what what other things can we do to reach more people so then we um we started recording videos in Jessica's apartment mm-hmm. in Brooklyn yeah. at the time. They were so good, too. Oh, thank you. I love y'all. Like, oh, my God. Off jump. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So we started recording these videos. Our first video, um, it we did it with Brooklyn Public Access, BCAT. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what, I think during the summer, maybe, because I'm, uh, originally a journalist and so I'm very into like multimedia mm. and I actually had a podcast in like 2004 maybe yes. yeah it was called pop and politics about the intersection <laughs> of it. like pop culture and pol- it wasn't just me it was like other hosts but anyway um so I, I've always been really into all of these things so I think during the summer I took a class at BCAT on just like editing and if you take a class you can apply to have a show mm. and so we just pitch the food heaven show. I believe it's still running on BCAT. Like even though we don't submit anything, I get a letter every year. Like your show has been renewed. I'm like, okay, but we (laughs) haven't submitted anything in seven years. That's how damn good it was. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, our first episode, we recorded it and we spent, well, we actually, before that we went to DR because Wendy's from DR and I stayed with her and her family for like five weeks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice. (laughs) over winter break and they were very gracious and we were like oh we're gonna do this show like let's come up with the idea and we literally were just like on the beach like doing nothing until the last day in DR we're like okay let's get it together let's plan the show so we kind of came up with like what we wanted it to be and then when we got back to New York we recorded one day we had her friend um, Leonard help us we were like lugging all this equipment because it was like the big old cameras like back then it It wasn't like the cute little right yeah Yeah. (laughs) and so we recorded the whole episode and it took us, I don't know, 12 hours. And then we realized that the volume wasn't turned on <gasps> at the end. Oh my God. Wow. That happened to, my, to me. My yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's been through it. Everyone. So that was like pivotal. Like, do we even want to do this? We got a lot of stuff to do. Who knows? Um, but we did it again the next weekend. And then, yeah, I think maybe that was like a good test of like, are we really doing this? Yeah. And then ever since then. 
nevertheless, I also say, you persisted. Yes. <laughs> we were on BCAT, and at one point we met up with Fran, and she was the one that I think told us, was like, y'all need to get on YouTube, because <laughs> we weren't, we didn't even know what YouTube was. We <laughs> yeah. had it on BCAT and then on Vimeo, yeah. and then mm-hmm. Fran was really the one that was like, y'all need to like put this on a more public platform like you could actually do this for a living and we were like girl stop playing (laughs) and she's like no like there's money to be made you can you can do this like you can reach more people and she was really the one to put us on yeah remember I took you guys out to dinner you did she was so sweet we're like oh my god I was like let's chat lady Right. She was like our mentor because we didn't, we were just kind of like, la, la, la. Yeah. And then we're out with Fran and then like people are recognizing her tweeting Child. like Fran is here. You have always <laughs> she like. She had paparazzi. Yeah. The paparazzi. Years yeah. ago. Yeah. Yeah. And mind you, this was a long time ago. This was like 2011. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was That's before. when Tumblr was popping. That's yes, why. you were on right. Tumblr. Right. I remember. Yeah. yeah. It didn't work as well for us with Tumblr. But the thing is, I would see their videos and their content um, and Wendy was dating someone at the time yes. who I had known from when I was making music. Mm. Oh, nice. And we were I in the same, yeah, we yeah. were like in the same the music scene crew. Yeah. We just like were friends since like high school. We all mm-hmm. just ran in the same circles. And so when I realized that I was his girl, I was like, okay, wait a minute. We got to connect yeah. the dots. Yeah. And That's then right. I don't even remember who reached out to who, but the connection was made because it just, it, it was like on so many realms that we knew each other. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that was the cool part. And then I took the to dinner and I was like I think you guys are fantastic like the work you were doing I love that you were from the Bronx you know and you were from Cali so you guys had that really friendly but like around the way girl combination which to me obviously hello (laughs) immediately relatable and the fact that you were doing uh, wellness and and speaking about health like at that time I was kind of the, I'm not going to say the only one, but I think I was the one that was most visible yeah. in that right. space. And it wasn't so as big. Outside right. of beauty. Yeah, yeah outside care. of beauty, I think I had kind of carved out that niche market. And so in that time, 2011, I was like, let's just gather the crew like mm-hmm. of women yeah. and people that believe in this mission. And when you guys were down and remember, we, I was like, I'll be in your first video. Yeah. Yes. And I was hoping that that would help. <laughs> you are a cheerleader. Yeah. But that's why you're so magical because yeah. you oh, literally, no. yeah, you just create community, you make connections. You're all about like bringing people together, uplifting women. We were like, Fran yeah. is literally like one of the best people we know. She's, oh. a good She's so woman. nice. She really is. my thing too is like I don't really I'm not in the online world I don't know like people online I'm just so when I saw you like you're um you're like an influencer in the true sense because I didn't know you I when I first saw your videos I don't buy products I don't do anything (laughs) I literally saw her hair video of like this is what I'm doing I bought every single product because it's like her personality I don't know and then we met her I'm like oh my god this girl is like real and it matches because a lot of people I don't know it's not I mean, yeah, thing. it can be some people. Yeah, for for some people, it can be harder yeah. to maintain their outside persona. But exactly. I think that's why we connected because yeah. it was just like love all around. Yes. But I'm so thankful that we. What is it? Ten, no, <laughs> nine, eight years later, I here know. we are. So I'm so thankful, and I'm. Congratulations. Yes. On what? They were just on the New York <laughs> Stock Exchange. Oh, wow. Yeah. Thank wow. You. wow. Weren't you guys just in the Oprah mag? Yeah, we yeah. had a spread. Hello. We had a spread. 
you guys. Let me You're tell so you something. Sweet. You got, you got like the chance Oprah to touch. Rap and gas me up. Wow. That's it for real. Girl, yes, keep it coming. Right. Yeah. No, this so is sweet. good. Oh my god. But let's let's jump into it because there's a lot of information. Yeah. I put out a prompt just to get a feeler of what people wanted us to ask you. Right. First of all, everyone knew who you were. They were like, "We're so excited," mm-hmm. and I got a little under fifteen hundred responses. I saw them. I saw, <laughs> I saw a small I fraction right. of them. Man, I was like, via Ooh. Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook. Book, oh my my IG stories, my emails. I mean, they made sure to let me know what they needed answered. That's so the right. first question that I have, just to jump yes. it off. Question. What's the difference between a nutritionist and a registered dietitian? Yeah, that's a really good yes, question um, that we get asked all the time. So <laughs> we're registered dietitians. And what that means is that you go through a very specific process of training um, that involves academic training and nutrition. And so just to put it in very simple terms, like you could be a nutritionist, you like Anyone here in this building could be a nutritionist because you could just label yourself that, and there's no. Oh, really? There's yeah, no. Yeah, like, there's no. There's regulations. no regulation. No. Wow. There's no legal yeah. regulation on that term, and wow. so anyone no could. Yeah, anyone could really call themselves that. But to be a registered dietitian, you have to go through a very specific academic track, and you have to do um, like a dietetic internship. You have to pass a test that is regulated on a state level, wow. um, on a yeah. national yeah. level. Wow. Yeah, it it actually has different regulations in every state so um yeah. yeah and you also have to do continuing education to maintain the credential so every five years we have to recertify and make sure that we're doing the hours that we need to do to stay up to date with all of the research that's coming out um and so i would say what really separates a registered dietitian is that we have a science background we really know how to interpret the research that's out there um not just past research but emerging research it's our job to really stay on top of it and translate that to the public because I mean we all know with all the questions that were submitted like people are just so confused and they don't Mm -hmm. know what to do and so our job is really to be at the forefront of that and say this is reliable information that you can Mm. trust and it's hard with the internet because like you said anyone can label themselves as a nutritionist and so if a popular youtuber popular personality decides like hey this is what I'm doing than most people and it could be harmless it's not even like a malicious intent a lot of times honestly that's why I stayed away from like food like Mm. I would share certain things and be like this is my green smoothie or this that but I was always very cautious because I'm like what works for me might not work for you and I also know that that's you know murky waters I want a registered dietitian you ain't about to Rachel Dole's out (laughs) nutritionist that got me eating all kind of bullshit no no thank you registered only See, when I heard registered, that's when I knew. I was like, do I want a nurse or LPN? And what made you you guys decide to be a registered dietitian? Well, that's a good question because, so I was originally a journalist and I decided that I wanted to do nutrition work because I just was like, this sounds really exciting. You're helping people. Um, You're making an impact like more directly in people's lives. And I actually looked into other programs that weren't that were like, you know, six week courses or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I was just like, you know what? My friend actually, who is a registered nurse, he was like, (laughs) do you want to do you want to be able to be legit or do you want to just be able to kind of, you know, maybe get by in some circles? Right. And I was like, you know what? You're right. She's like, if you're going to do it, you should just do it. So that's kind of was my thing. I was like, I want to be able like, for example, as a dietitian, you can work with a hospital, you can um, bill insurance companies, um, 
and you can't do that as like a nutritionist because it's not regulated. So that was kind of my whole wow. reason for wanting yeah. to go back and like just feel confident with like the education. And most, I think half dietitians have master's degrees in nutrition like we do. And then by, I think it's by like 2024, they're requiring all dietitians to have master's in nutrition as wow. well. So it's a lot of work. Like it was for me, it took... um three and a half years mm -hmm. wow. full time. Yeah. And I already had a degree. So on top of that, um, it took you kind of similar. Yeah. Yeah. Similar. So it's yeah. like a like lot. Four years. But it was worth it. That's inspiring. Yeah. yeah. And it's nice to know, like even having you guys on our show, like this is expert information. Right. right. Okay. Not just the homie dropping gem. <laughs> no, right. Yeah. Now somebody was like, I read somewhere that you can know. It's like, well, no. <laughs> Salary juice is going to cure gurus. all your problems. Oh, you know we're jumping into all oh, we are. Okay. <laughs> Got oh to. People okay. need this information. People so, be eating. Oh, cool. okay. People be people, Yes, we all eat. People be eating. Yeah. So let's start with the basics because I think it's easy to assume that people don't know. know the most right. basic things. Yeah. And I'm like, I want to cover all the grounds. So yeah. the basic principles of nutrition and nutrition being the process, obviously, of taking in nutrients from the foods you eat mm -hmm. and nutrients needed for energy, maintenance of tissues, regulation of bodily processes, right? What are macros and micros? Mm. And not braids. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, what I was yeah. thinking. <laughs> I was going to talk about braids. But I'm glad you clarified that. <laughs> All right. So I'll do macro and then I'll just yeah. do the micro. So macro nutrients, think your larger food groups. So your carbohydrates, your proteins, um, your fats. Yeah. So these are just to give you some examples, like for carbohydrates, your breads, your grains, your fruit. Because I, I know a lot of people are like, I'm cutting out all carbs. And then they're like eating an apple. Um, right. Yeah. And I'm like, girl. Like, no, uh, no. Let me not even say it. No, I don't want to get the. It all. No. The, okay. I love Beyonce. Like, I am behind. I am. Uh -oh. I shouldn't even go there. Oh, man. Well, that just means you have the license to say whatever you no, about to it's, say. It's, yeah. So, listen, I love you, Beyonce. Like, yeah, we literally, love that's all I do in my spare time is watch videos. But she had the, um, and I was at, Baychella. Yes. She had the homecoming video and she was talking about how, you know, she's trying to lose weight after having her kids. And she's like, I cut out sugar. I cut out like literally meat. I cut out fish. I cut mm -hmm. like everything. I cut out carbs. But then she was like eating an apple. Mm hmm. And an apple is carbs, you know, mm, so it's like, right. We sometimes we think of carbs as like cake and candy and those things are okay too, you know, like sometimes. Moderation. But it's like, we all, carbs are also like, you know, brown rice and like whole wheat pasta and apples and so yeah. many like beans. Where yeah. did this whole thing of like, don't eat carbs come from? Where probably people... a nutritionist. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably <Shame>. right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think with media, it's just things get lost in confusion yeah. and people misinterpret things. And yeah, I mean, with carbohydrates, I think that there, even now, I mean, there's like this vilifying of refined sugar. And mm -hmm. so carbohydrates usually translates into like refined sugar for a lot of people. And um, carbohydrates are fuel for the body. And there's so many foods that have carbohydrate. And so, yeah, I always get a little queasy when people are like, I'm cutting out carbs. And I'm like, oh my God, you're going to be cutting out so many foods. So carbs are a macronutrient, protein. So that mm -hmm. would be like your legumes, if like your beans, um, some nuts and seeds, but also like your fish and 
and your meat and your poultry and your eggs and then your fats. Um, so with your fats, like your avocados, all of your oils, um, dairy, I mean, and some of them like cross over. So there are foods that have like protein and fat, like dairy, for example. So that is really like the starting point, your mm-hmm. protein, your carbohydrate, your fat, mm-hmm. fat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And you need a healthy balance of all of them, right? Because yes. I know people love to cut out fats too. Yes. Because they assume it means they're going to gain weight by eating yeah. them. So you need all of them for sure. Um, and people, yeah, they always want to cut out one or the other, which no, because they all have different functions in the body. Um, and the thing is, it's all a range. Mm-hmm. So people go to websites like MyFitnessPal and they'll come to me and they'll say, oh, my P- fitness pal said I need this exact amount of this thing. It's like, no, you don't. <laughs> it's like for carbs, for example, it's like 45 to 65% of your calories is like the recommended range. So imagine like cutting out carbs. That's literally like supposed to be half your calories. Yeah. And you're like, where are you going to get that, you know? Mm -hmm. And then you're kind of like eating maybe too much of the other groups. Um, so, so yeah, that's kind of macronutrients. And then micronutrients are basically just like the, the nutrients you need in smaller amounts. So those are more like your vitamins and your minerals and things like that. And for the most part, you should try to get those from foods. Like, you know, we're big advocates of like a whole foods kind of approach, but there's like supplement. I take supplements too, you know, just to give a boost. Like, let's just say like for me, I'm not getting that much. I mean, you get vitamin D from the sun, but I'm not getting that much from my diet. So I'll take a vitamin D supplement, a fish oil, just things where I know that I'm not getting that much of. Mm. And vitamins are kind of overwhelming because if you walk into a health food shop, It's aisles and aisles of aisles of vitamins. And it it makes me sort of feel like, how do I know which one I need? Just get the Flintstones like I do. (laughs) (laughs) I love the taste. And I feel like as an adult, I can eat multiple, (laughs) not not just one. No, I'm just playing. No, it's fine. No, listen, (laughs) I got the Trader Joe's gummies. They're good. I I like because it's like a treat. If you know about whether it's different for you to take a a solid vitamin, a gummy, or even liquid vitamins. Oh, that's a good question. So what I personally do is... um, there's a good website. It's Labdoor, right? Mm-hmm. Labdoor. Um, and that basically, it's a company that does an independent analysis of supplements and like vitamins and minerals. And it, it scores them. So based on um, label uh, accuracy, product purity, projected efficacy, which means like, um, does it do what, what it, it says? It's yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that you can kind of use that as a guide. Um, but personally, I'm just like, whatever. Like, sometimes I will do like, you know, the fancier ones. Like mm-hmm. there's, um, yeah, there's a brand that I really like. It's called Ritual and they kind of have everything in there I'm and very high yeah brand. like yeah. high quality but when I can't mm-hmm. afford it like I'm doing the Trader Joe's gummies just because I like them they're probably not as good honestly but I just like the taste <laughs> the taste no yeah. what about hair affinity no please I'm just playing y'all <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like what is that is that real it's I'm like, just playing oh. y'all it's one of those Instagram like hair vitamins. Oh, I'm like I've never heard of that. Oh, is that like the one like, the, kind of the, like the registered yeah. dietitians ain't heard of it? Okay, okay. Uh, there we go. But how do you how do you know which vitamins you need? It's very individualized. And so that's why we don't recommend that everyone just take a supplement because they think 
they might need a supplement. Um, I would recommend definitely getting like a medical assessment first to see if you have any deficiencies or yeah. if you're borderline deficient. Um, because if you're not, then you really don't need to be supplementing or like, let's say that um, you have some functional problems, like you're having some gut health issues. Maybe you have like constipation or you have like IBS symptoms, which are like maybe bloating or diarrhea. They might be supplements that are helpful for that. Or if you have inflammation, but it's very targeted and individualized. I would never recommend just taking a supplement just because. Um, so really just talking to people about what their health concerns are, what are some of the symptoms that they might be having, and then um, and then choosing a supplement based on that. One good thing that people, if they have time and they care, there is a good website. It's called um, Chronometer and it's free. How do you spell that? It's C-R-O-N-O-M-E-T-E-R. See, I was going to put an H in it. So was I. I was like, I don't think there's an H. Maybe someone fact check me. Uh, Yeah, We got got a lab door chronometer. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Edit that out. But basically you, so I would say ignore the calorie in macronutrients, but you can just look at the micronutrients mm-hmm. and that'll tell you like, cause if you're someone who is like eating the same foods every day, like, so, you know, some people it's just like, Oh, I have like the same lunch and you'll see that if you don't have a lot of variety, you're going to be lacking in things. But if you're getting variety based on like the recommendations, what I'm assuming we'll talk about that today, you're probably fine, honestly, but you can go there and you can look and it'll say like every single mic- micronutrient that you need, it'll tell you your amounts that you're getting from food. And then what I'll do is if someone's low, I'll just recommend that they start by eating foods with with um, that micronutrient in it or that vitamin and mineral. And your spelling was correct. Yay! There's no no H, Dustin. (laughs) And also I wanted to mention that there are certain vitamins that their absorption is actually enhanced by things like fat. So that's Mm -hmm. why it's really important that we eat all the different food groups because there are certain vitamins that won't get absorbed if you're not pairing them with fat in your diet. Mm, okay Mm. yeah so that's like if so for example those are the fat soluble vitamins so like a d e and k which you're gonna find um and and a lot of foods but like definitely things like vegetables and so that's why it's good to have let's say a salad with like a dressing right Mm -hmm. like because it's you know it's kind of like um what's the word that i'm looking for the like it's synergistic yeah the synergistic properties of food whatever any fat avocado or like a oil really an oil-based dressing if you're gonna add that or even nuts or seeds just so that you're getting that fat content in there right Mm. because a lot of diets will tell you to like cut out this and cut but you need it all together Got yeah. you. And then dialing back to the macros and my okay. to the macros and micros, how would one know how much they need of each per meal? Like, that's, how do you break yeah. that down? Because oh. that's the biggest question we got. Like, OK, so I need carbs, proteins and fats. But like, what do I know the breakdown for my breakfast and my lunch yeah. and my dinner? So we have a really easy method that we like to use with people because it's visual. We also have, yeah, I'm all about easy, practical (laughs) because we have the percentages as well. But I find that people just get overwhelmed with that. How do you calculate that? Yeah, if you're looking at like a bag of chicken, right? They're not trying to do, yeah, they're not trying to do the math, and like I'm not trying to do the math either. So it's like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, let's just keep it very simple. 
example. So we use the MyPlate method. Have you guys heard of it before? Yes. We're always talking about the MyPlate method. I just think it's like the easiest way. And when I talk about it with kids, when I talk about it with adults, mm-hmm. it's like no matter what literacy level, people exactly. just get it. They're yeah. like, boom. So with the MyPlate method, you want to aim for half of your plate non-starchy vegetables. So that would be like your greens, your cauliflower, your carrots, all of those things. And then one fourth carbohydrate. So that would be like your your grains, your starchy vegetables, all tortillas. those things, your tortillas, and then one fourth protein. And so already there, nice. you have like a really easy way Breakdown. to balance your plate. And you can incorporate that for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So for example, like for breakfast, eggs, protein. If you want to have it with toast or like sweet potatoes, that's your carb. And then if you want to add vegetables in there, then that's fine. You have your um, you have your non-starchy vegetables. And you don't always have to have all like sometimes at night I just want to have some protein with some greens like it doesn't always have to be in perfect order but you want to try at least for two of your three meals to have that balance so you Mm -hmm. feel satisfied throughout the day and I would add fat to that too oh yeah yeah so you Mm -hmm. would just probably add a serving of fat and really just go with I mean I know it sounds woo woo but Test different things. Yeah. (laughs) Test test it out and see how you feel. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Come on, feelings. Right. (laughs) Like just physically. I mean, that's a lot of what we do because people think like, oh, I just need like the numbers and the might. You don't need that. You really need more of like being in tune with your body. And so like for me, I'll try different things for breakfast. And so I know if I don't have a lot of fat with my breakfast, like I get hungry really easily Mm. versus other people they need more protein or, you know, whatever fiber is also like going to be found in um, the plant-based foods, you know, like the vegetables and fruits and things that's going to help you still stay full as well. But I think just and focus regular and regular. Absolutely. <laughs> very yes, important. Very important. It sure is. <laughs> okay. So I would yeah. like to play a short game. Okay. The game is complete the plate. I okay. will give you. A, yes, that's a great game. I will give you a protein, more than likely a protein. Okay. <laughs> so please complete I my love plate. It. Um, complete my plate. Two pork chops. Okay, just one for the sake of the game. No, we could go with two. Okay, yeah. so two pork chops. Now, how are they cooked? <laughs> Baked. Pork chops. How are they really you know cooked? You lying. Yeah. Smothered pork chops. Okay. Maybe fried. Okay. I was going to say, you know, it's fried. Come on. Sometimes fried, but I don't mind a smother. I, like I do like a smother. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, but a bake would be, a bake is not too bad. My mom just makes the best bake. Now I ain't got her recipe right. So, okay. Okay, so two baked pork chops. Now I need to complete the, because that's my protein, and yes. there's probably going to be a good content of fat in there already, right? Yes. Um. So I just need a good carb to complete that with. So you would need a, a carb. And that, what do you like? Do you like rice? Do you like? Yep, I love rice. Okay, so mashed with, potatoes. Like I love some rice and oh, I love mashed. I love potatoes. Yeah, I'm like yeah. that. Sounds like it would just go well with, with that. Yes. Yeah. So you would do mashed potatoes, and then you would add a vegetable. So what vegetables do you like? Oh, I love anything green. I, I like spinach, the romaine Brush- lettuce. Okay. Uh, you make a good broccoli. Broccoli. <laughs> greens. Uh, bro- broccoli. Make a good broccoli. Make a good broccoli. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. make a good broccoli. Listen, it all adds up. So I would absolutely <laughs> do like maybe half the plate vegetables and then one fourth the pork chops, however you like them, and mm-hmm. then one fourth the mashed potatoes. Well, but how ain't big that is more the plate? than one fourth of them? Yeah, pork how big is the damn plate <laughs> if you got two pork chops and that's a <laughs> hungry man? Well, well, the thing well, is, so. The thing is, 
we're not aiming for perfection, right? We're just right. aiming for a little bit more balance. Right. Yeah. Right. And so it's like, I think two pork chops with vegetables and potatoes is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, and see how you feel because you might find that if you include the vegetables and you're including the potatoes, you might not need two pork chops. Maybe you do. I don't know. Right. But we're going to kind of play around and see right. what you feel like mentally satisfied with and also physically satisfied right. with. Right. Yeah. We don't want to take anything away. We don't. Yeah. We want to just add to what you're already doing. Copy. How do those <laughs> ratios change when you're active? Ooh. Like yeah. If I I'm mean, working yeah. out every day. Mm, right. And I know my they trainer change. was like, you need more protein than everything else. Like that was her advice mm. because I'm. <laughs> okay. Come on with it. Registered <laughs> dietitians. Let's go. She literally was like, for mm. building muscle mass, focus mm. on your protein. Yeah. I mean, unless you're. I love their faces. They're like, okay. unless you're doing hardcore workouts, like lifting. lifting. How many days a week? Um, Three days a week. For how long? An hour. Okay. And you're trying to build muscle? Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no. This is good because mm-hmm. most people can relate. So with working out, you're using up energy and you feel it because you work out and you're like, damn, I need to eat. So typically with workouts, I recommend incorporating snacks in between if you aren't already. And if you are working out, just making sure that you're including some protein after your workout. So you're replenishing your muscles. Um, And, you know, a lot of people go to like the protein powders, but that could be something as simple as like yogurt, boiled eggs, tuna. It doesn't have to be um, like a supplement, you know, an official like protein product. Um, peanut butter, you can do like a protein rich smoothie. Um, so yeah, typically people do have higher needs because it just makes sense when you burn energy, you want to eat, you want to eat more. And Jess, I, Jess has like, she's done some writing about this topic about like protein needs for people who work out and this miss, yeah, this like misperception that when you work out, you automatically need more More protein. protein. Yeah. Are you vegetarian? Yes. Okay. So do you do like, so tell me what you're doing now. Mm -hmm. Like after a workout, what would you have? Um, I have, that's what I'm laughing because I have a, a protein <laughs> powder. <smoothie>. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. No. So you have a pro and what's two in scoops, it? scoops. It's 19 grams. Okay. Uh, it's plant-based. So it's like chia, hemp. Okay. It's, it's, that's uh, fine. yeah, it's all green. So it's really healthy. And I put that with just half a banana, mm-hmm. um, a cup of blueberries and almond milk. That sounds perfect. And yeah. That's usually that just, and you like it. Yeah, I mean, it gets the job done. Yeah. Yeah. And then do you work out in the morning, afternoon? First thing in the morning. So I'm there at 9 a.m. And do you eat anything before? No. Do you feel okay with that? Yeah. I tested it out. I tried the smoothie first because I wanted to see if I could do like a fasted workout. Yeah. Um, And that felt good. I sort of felt like my energy was good. And then I do the post-workout smoothie. Okay. So you do nothing before and then you do. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And you feel okay. Yeah, I feel good. Yeah. So, um... So that, I mean, you might consider, I know that there's a lot of research to show that having just some car, like a banana, even before mm-hmm. a workout, as long as your stomach's okay, you're going to um, be able to perform better potentially. But there's some folks who just like, can't, they feel I'm, better. You know fasted. What it is? I'm not a breakfast person. Okay. I never have been. It feels very forced for me. Yeah. I know they're over here. <laughs> shaking their head. I, I am the breakfast, breakfast person. Yeah. Breakfast. yeah I'm so it's so hard for me in the morning, in the morning yeah. to eat anything. So yeah. that's why I'm like the most like, and technically when I drink the smoothie, cause my workout's done at 10. So it's okay. still like breakfast. 11. Yeah. 10 30, 11. Yeah. And that's your breakfast. That's my breakfast. I think that that sounds as long as that keeps you satisfied until lunch, because mm-hmm. um, I'm just thinking of you put almonds or what is the fat in there? Um, I guess there is no fat. I would probably add a fat. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah like chia seeds. But if maybe? you're saying that, the oh well, no, the protein. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. in. Oh, it's in the powder. Oh, so yeah, yeah you're fine. That sounds like a yeah. good product too. It's a because great there, when I said like protein supplements, there's so many out there, yeah. and a lot of them aren't the best quality. But that sounds like really straightforward too, like a very straightforward product. Yeah, it's a great yeah. product. They sell yeah. like plant based um, probiotic cool. and uh, workout powders. It's called Aura Organics. O R A. Yeah. Oh, nice. It's cool. a great brand. So I've been using that for a couple months now and I, that's why I'm like I feel good on it Yeah, but my trainer did kind of mess with my head she was like just be mindful of your protein you like more protein, more protein yeah so from the research I've seen because what some people do is they just it's usually more like people who eat meat. It's a little more of a, you don't, you probably don't need the protein powder as much. Mm. Cause it's like, you can get so, like the amount of meat that we eat. Chicken, yeah. It's right. like, it's going to be at least 30 <laughs> grams of protein and you're, it's better to space it out. Do you have a comment? Well, yeah, I'm sorry. No, I'm just, go I'm ahead. I'm standing next to the double dove troughs waiting to jump in because <laughs> I too work out yeah. and I do eat meat, right? Yes. And A, I cannot work out on a full stomach. No. No. Yeah, yeah. not full stomach, like but like eating. banana maybe. But I eat, first of all, I hate bananas. Oh, right? got it. The texture, consistency, that. all that. However, I work out in the evenings. I don't work out in the mornings okay. anymore. So I usually work out I'm not eating before I work out. I'll put it like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what the what the fuck else was I about to say? I forgot just that. You were best. saying there you were work out later, your protein. To what Fran was saying. With the protein. With the protein. Know. Oh, yes. Oh, and I hate, I hate those protein powder supplements. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I always just eat my protein instead. Yeah. So like yeah. after I work out, I'll eat like, and I'm not really a steak eater, but I'll make myself eat one or I'll eat like a bunch of chicken, which I mean, that's like unnatural for me. So, <laughs> you know, that's the way that I eat. I get my protein. That's okay. It. Yeah, exactly. So I just make sure I'm doing the right thing. How much protein mm-hmm. should you have in a day? Good question. So it's based on your body weight. Um, so if anyone has a calculator out, if mm-hmm. you want to do it for yourself. We, so, won't say, we won't say no numbers. Right? <laughs> so take your weight and divide it by 2.2. To get kilograms and it's a range. So since you're kind of like trying to build muscle and you're working out, um, I would maybe like the the recommended daily intake or allowance is like you multiply whatever that number you, you get by 0.8. But since you're working out and you're trying to build muscle, I would say like maybe by one, like just keep it that number like, like times one. Yeah. yeah. So let's just say somebody, I mean, I need a calculator. I can't even, like I, if you weigh, yeah, let's, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. So if someone weighs 200 pounds... <laughs> divided by 2.2 and if they were trying to build muscle 90 grams of protein is a good place to start but then that's more than the fourth of the plate right so you just have to adjust but that's a day right that's a day yeah it's so if you eat meat it's really easy if you don't that's why i was asking are you vegetarian because it's like there's more considerations if you're vegan it's a it's not impossible it's a little bit harder um if you're vegetarian it's easier because you could do greek yogurt like one cup of greek yogurt has like 20 22 to 24 eggs yeah they have like seven grams so you can i'm i don't eat dairy okay so so you probably do need the protein powder yeah Yeah. that's why just case by case honestly that's why i gave in and bought it because i was like there's but so many damn beans i can eat (laughs) like i was gonna turn into a chickpea right (laughs) it's hard i know know, it's hard i gave in because then you get so full off the beans and it's like you need to eat a lot of yeah 
Say goodbye to expensive TV bills and horrible customer service with Philo. Philo is a new way to watch all the TV you love. Philo is the cheapest way to watch over 50 of your favorite channels. Discovery, Science Channel, Hallmark, HGTV, Food Science, you name it. Catch the biggest shows on TV like The Walking Dead, SpongeBob, and Paw Patrol for the kids, plus tons of classic shows and movies. Enjoy live and on-demand TV, plus unlimited recording for only $20 a month. Damn, that's really good. Like, seriously. I'm like, wait a minute. (laughs) And never miss a minute of the shows you love. Philo is great for watching TV from your TV, your phone, or your computer whenever you want. There's never been a better deal on cord-free, commitment-free, hassle-free TV, you guys. Philo is available on Roku, iOS, Fire TV, Android TV, and Apple TV. To start your free trial, visit philo.tv slash friendzone. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash friendzone. Happy watching. Yeah. Do you guys, so what are other alternatives for protein for people that are like bored with? For plant-based protein? Yeah, plant-based. Yeah. Beans. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, lots of beans. Them damn beans. Uh, soy. Yeah, so, you can do soy. So like tofu, tofu. Um, soy milk. You can do nuts and seeds. Have some protein. Quinoa has some protein. So in some some of the grains, especially like the whole grains, they're gonna have more protein. So like your brown rice, um, your wild rice. Those are grains that have a little bit more protein. But it's nothing out of this world. So I, yeah. I wouldn't go for. I wouldn't go to grains as a protein source. It's more of a carbohydrate. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really the beans. I mean, and that's, that's why it's I know it's it's tough. <laughs> you have to like really explore all of the beans yeah. and then you can incorporate some um, some like tofu in there, too. And then soy, apparently you hear and I'm glad you guys are here because you can clear yeah. the myth. Isn't Registered. soy shitty? You're so funny. Isn't soy, <laughs> isn't soy shitty? Like it's I keep hearing it's just as man-made as half the other shit that we're like trying to avoid. Yeah. GMOs, you know. Right. So, okay, a couple of things. So we've looked at you want to look at what what are called review studies because those are looking at like all of the studies um, and kind of pulling all the data from from them. So when they look at review studies in humans, they haven't found any evidence of harm when you're doing like minimally processed soy. So that's like soy milk, um, tofu, tempeh, edamame. edamame. Um, Yeah, they've actually found for some, for certain types of cancers, it's actually been beneficial. Um, and what else there's, and if you're having, I think it's what, like three servings a day that they've studied. Yeah. It's yeah. Up to, it's up to, I believe up to five servings. It's been considered safe per day. Yeah. Um, the issue with a lot of the research that's been controversial is that, um, it's been very concentrated forms of soy. So it'll be where, where they concentrate it and they give it a really high amount and then it produces adverse ev- like adverse events. Um, but if you look to countries that have traditionally eaten soy products since the beginning of time, I mean, in Asia, really, there's been no evidence of harm. I mean, there's been there's been cultures that have eaten tofu, that have eaten um, soy sauce, that have eaten edamame and are some of the healthiest. I love you edamame. Know, I love soy yeah. sauce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's really going for that minimally processed, and if GMO is an option, then buying organic, mm-hmm, so right. that you don't have to you don't have to worry about that. But we, I mean, we love we're we mostly plant based, and so we love tofu. We incorporate it as a protein source, soy milk. 
milk because it is a really great source of protein. There are people that might be sensitive to it. I know that um, it can be a common allergy um, or people just have sensitivities to it. So just being mindful of that. But if you don't have any of that, then you should be fine. Like if I'm having a meal and I want to like there's no real protein there. I'll just have a glass of soy milk with it. Mm. Like, yeah, they're like Trader Joe's has good soy milk brands. It has like 10 grams. It's not a lot, but when you balance it out, like let's say you have like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, like you're going to get a couple grams from the bread. You're going to get some from the peanut butter. And then with the soy milk, you're up to 20 grams, which is like on average, what I recommend for, you know, like a woman, like maybe 20 grams per meal is a good place to start. Sometimes you need less than that. Sometimes more. Yeah. And you want to just be mindful if I mean, I'm not saying don't ever have this stuff, but like the fake chicken, the yeah, fake that's like, a barbecue the ribs, burger. the I'm not sure what <laughs> what, what is that made of. I had to ask. I don't know what it's but made yeah, with out those of. like texturized where it's like, ooh, this tastes like chicken. Right. Especially when it's too good to be true. <laughs> you know this has been my hang up. So let's get again yeah. registered. Let's get the official word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> those are the ones that that you you want to just be more mindful of where you might not want to consume it every single day because mm-hmm. they're more processed. They have additives. They have usually a lot of sodium so it can taste good right. and they add like texturizers. That's so it can, trade-off. I mean, I had one and it had not like a wooden stick in it because right. it was supposed to be a drumstick and they added the wooden stick in it. Oh so you can like, yeah, I was like, what? oh my God, this tastes just like chicken. Wait, were you on 125th Street? Girl, I've had that one. Oh, I didn't too. Is that where it's like the it's like a buffet kind of yes. thing? Yes. Oh my god. I won't, I won't say. I used to work there. I've had a few. That's like, oh, had that like one. Adam Clayton. Powell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's <laughs> We're not gonna say no names though. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember the name, but yeah. I know exactly I, what you're yeah. talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so let me reel y'all yes. right back real fast. Right. Okay. okay. <laughs> Just because when we talked about the nutrition for the gym, so you don't want to go on a full stomach. But when I'm playing complete my plate, do the rules change before the gym? Because I don't want to go on a full stomach. So do I still need to make sure mm. I'm getting all of those things you said, like the protein, the carb and the fat before the gym? Or do I want to at least make sure I have a good, clean protein before and then worry about everything else after? What do you mean when you're playing complete my plate? I'm sorry. Oh, the game that I was playing before when I was <laughs> oh, like, oh, OK, protein. I'm like, wait, I'm in like, my mind, yeah. in my mind, it's like I have to play yeah. complete my plate if I want to like, make sure I'm getting the right amount of things. Yeah. Okay. So you in what, like, it just depends. Like, when are you going to the gym? Uh, let's pretend I'm going at 9am. Okay. If you want to do complete my plate. So like what I like to do, if I'm going at nine, I still have breakfast before and I've been really into smoothies too. So yeah. I've been into like, um, I, I use soy milk just cause it's easier. Um, and it's pretty cheap. So I'll do soy milk for protein and then I'll do Greek yogurt for more protein. And then I'll do blueberries for like vitamins and minerals. I'll do spinach for more vitamins, minerals, and fiber, and maybe some, a little bit of other fruit and like some chia seeds. Mm-hmm. And I might have that, like, it depends. Like for me, if I have that maybe an hour and a half before I go to the gym, it's fine. If it yes. was like immediately, no. I was also going to ask you yeah. how far um, you should eat before and what you should eat. Like if you eat something heavier, I'm sure you should probably uh, eat yeah. like yeah. Long, wait, wait longer. Yeah. Versus if you could have something lighter, like right before. Yeah. yeah. Wait till you pass yeah. Right, right. Right. Even right. just like a couple, like, you know, everyone's GI tract is different. So it's mm-hmm. trial and error. But I know like. For most people, it's probably at least like an hour for a a real like fuller meal. Um, Mm -hmm. But if you have just a snack, like probably 
20 minutes, 30 minutes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you want to also make sure that whatever you're eating is pretty easy to digest if you're going to have it right before workout. Because a lot of people, if they have that full stomach and they're still digesting, they might get the reflux and Mm -hmm. like the cramping. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you've ever gotten that. Especially if you're running. Exactly. Yeah, it's like just like, it's not the worst. Yeah. So things that are really easy to digest are things that have like a high water content. So usually fruit. And the good thing with that is that it'll give you like a boost of energy really quickly because it's carbohydrate and it breaks down so quickly since it's mostly water. Um, So if you want like a quick boost of energy, you can have a piece of fruit or a couple pieces of fruit to fuel your workout. And then if you're like, oh, I don't want to like digest while I'm working out. I don't want to cramp up. I would say like two hours is a good starting point, but it's so different for every person. Yeah, you that know? would be it just yeah, yeah. for me. Okay, let me mm-hmm. run you through a list. Okay, yes. so oatmeal. Before a workout? Yes. Probably not immediately before, but like an so hour. So an hour, like ish. overnight oats and stuff like that when yeah. they get the fruit. Like an hour. So an hour before? Two, yeah. Two maybe. Okay. Yeah. Smoothie, 30 minutes, hour. If it's a light smoothie, it's, you know, it could be um, a shorter interval. If it's a heavy one, like me and Fran are having, I, I probably like an hour, hour and a half. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So have the smoothie before getting on the train, not right when you get off the train going to the gym. That's Ooh. it. It's yeah, like before getting on. Yeah, <laughs> no, not, right not right before. This dude I used to work with, he used to get the smoothie right before going to the gym. Some people drink the smoothie while they're yeah. at the gym, like yeah. on the machine. Some you know, people just do like, like the protein powder and, you know, other supplements that might not be as heavy and might not have all the fiber and the fat. My favorite, well, one of my favorite things too, is if I really want to do like a power workout is a piece of toast with jam. That's it? Before. But that's like, that's if I'm working out really early and I'm having breakfast after. Yeah. Cause that's going to give you like that good, quick energy and it's not really going to bother your stomach that much. Okay. Put a little butter on it. I was just about to. You could. So butter is. (laughs) Butter is fat (laughs) and that's great. We need fat. The only thing with the butter, Mm -hmm. it's probably fine, honestly, but just play around. Cause like, um. Fat, it's going to be in your stomach for longer. Mm-hmm. You it know, slows down digestion. it slows down digestion. Mm-hmm. So, so it might, yeah. you might, if you put a lot of butter, you might feel it versus I the jam butter. is like quicker. <laughs> what yeah. if, can I make the trade off? Cause balance, right? So can yeah. I start using unsalted butter instead? Well, that, like, that wouldn't all. make a difference with that. It, probably salted is good because you want the salt if you're sweating a lot too. and it tastes better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. You're probably fine, honestly, with butter. Thank Just try you. it. And that's yeah. from the register. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Is talking about uh, his. Would you call it complete my plate? Complete my plate. Complete. I love it. I, love it. I feel like title. you need to work for USDA and have a website. That's Boom! Y'all need to help me first. because that, that like is literally how I have to look at food. Visualize. Like if I'm if I'm uh, what was the the meal plan? The meal kit? The rule? The the my plate? The, yeah, the my plate. I'm in my mind. I'm thinking I have to complete complete my plate. I love so. it. It could be yeah. like an interactive game where you I like know. place yeah. different yeah. foods in. Yeah, that's you what heard it. Yeah. Keep on that intellectual property for you know yeah. conversation later. Exactly, we'll talk I about that. Right. Actually, yes. leave out the name. No. That'll be the title right. of the episode. I complete my plate. Yeah. I love yeah. that. So, staying on the plate, <laughs> should you have an eating schedule or should you eat when you're hungry? 
I recommend a little bit of both. So I think that when you have, um, when you have structure, you tend to, your eating cues, like your eating hunger, satiety cues, they tend to regulate around that. So mm. I do definitely recommend, because we all have lives, we work, a lot of us have a million things to do. And so if we don't plan ahead, it's just going to be chaotic. You Tell know, it's going it. to be like, we'll forget to eat or we'll, mm. you know, we'll just kind of like clump everything in one meal. So I think having structure is really really important, um, especially for people that just have a lot of things going on, which is everyone really. Right. Yeah. Um, so at the very basic level, three meals a day minimum, there are people that thrive off of like four to six smaller meals a day. And that works too. It's, it's purely preference. There isn't like a health benefit to one over the other, unless you have certain health conditions. Like for example, um, with people that have diabetes and, you know, maybe they want to break it up a little bit more for better blood sugar regulation, then that's Mm. fine. Or people that have reflux, they don't do so well with like those larger meals. And so breaking it up would be a better move. It's really individualized though. Um, but that would be like the bare basics. And then the snacks, it's really like up to you. If you feel like you need that and you need it to feel satisfied then that's fine um there are people that just aren't into snacks they're fine mm-hmm. with just having their three meals a day I'm and not and into they're snacks cool but i always really? feel forced because in my head i'm like i need to have my yeah. three meals and then those two snacks in between you don't have to no if you don't want yeah to. i'm not really a snack i'd be sitting there eating snacker. fucking nuts and shit like just eat it no <laughs> so here's the other <laughs> the other thing to add to what wendy said is you should always eat when you're hungry no matter what no matter what time it Even is if it's not on schedule it doesn't matter and like it's good to um think of or learn your difference between meal hungry and snack hungry because it's like if you're meal hungry and you're trying to have snacks it's not gonna you're gonna need a meal's worth of snacks to feel satisfied that's a quote from another dietitian who's amazing um evelyn triple mm-hmm. but basically you really have to learn your own body so for example for me, like if I was more kind of in that like diet mentality, which I've been before where it's like, oh no, I have to eat like these exact times. Right. Wait, it's four o'clock. Oh my God. Why well, am not having dinner until six? I'm not eating and I'm starving. It's I'm stressful. meal hungry. Yeah. And now it's just like, I'm, it's four o'clock. I'm hungry. I'm meal hungry. I'm going to have a meal. Even if it's, I mean, sometimes you can't, you know, but like for the most part, just try to like honor that. Don't like hold off because it's like, it's not time yet. What if you find yourself hungry all the time. Well, that's that's a, something to explore. I saw that coming up a yeah, lot. People yeah. were like, "I'm just hungry <laughs> all well, yeah. the time." High hungry. High hungry, like well, high that's on a marijuana. Whole, yeah. That's a that's whole, a whole other other situation. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is. But for the most part, when I get high, I don't have like the munchies. But a lot of people are like, "Oh, when I get high, I'm like instantly hungry." So I'm like, "Yeah." yeah. Well, I, I would mm-hmm. also explore like the meals that you're eating during the day because if you're constantly hungry you might not be getting enough energy from the meals that you're putting together and oftentimes when people tell me that and I actually assess like the meals that they're eating they're usually missing major food groups like those macronutrients they might be cutting out fats or carbohydrates or not even intentionally cutting them out but they just don't even know what a balanced plate looks like and so they're under eating Mm. Um, because you shouldn't you shouldn't feel I mean if you're nourishing yourself throughout the day constantly feeling hungry I mean, something, something is not right. We have to figure out like what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And I know growing up, I don't know how your families cooked, but 
I didn't eat vegetables as a kid, mm. which is sad. Like, you know, I'm Dominican. I mean, I don't want to make a blanket statement. Yeah, no, but it's true. In my family, <laughs> we didn't. We ate rice, beans, and chicken. Yeah. And then you know, Dominicans love that little iceberg fake right. salad. And sometimes a cabbage <laughs> that has a little yeah. <laughs> that one piece of tomato. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, he said it's so good. I know, and I'm thankful because we had food. So that's yes. number one. Yeah, and that's a that's big. True. Deal, but I didn't eat well and you know I suffered for it as an adult with yeah. health issues yeah. but it's like what do you how do you do that on a budget because that's the biggest mm. question we kept getting as well in the emails was like I want a well-rounded meal but how do I do that when I don't have money to buy all those food groups for three meals a day and I know y'all know because you always tweet about it about how to eat on a budget eat oh, good for yeah. on a budget yeah his cheap. research okay. yes, yes I love it we about to get the answer yeah. <laughs> well we're really big on making healthy eating accessible um, and I I mean, when we worked in the farmer's markets in New York City, those were in like they actually uh, strategically placed the markets in low income communities. And I think there's a there's a couple of different ways. I know here in New York City, at least when we were working at the markets, um, they would give you could use food stamps. So that's number one to Mm -hmm. just buy like fruits and vegetables. And then they would give you if you purchase like I think maybe like ten dollars worth of food on food stamps, you would get four dollars back to buy more foods. They would increase. That's wonderful. Yeah, they still have that. By the way, in all of the farmers markets here in New York City, really, um, yes, they're called Health Bucks, yeah. and it's it's yeah, it's that designed to increase purchasing power for right. people that are um, that are on EBT. That's yeah. the best Very news bad. I've heard That's today. Great. That literally just changed yeah. my whole mood. That's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. So th- <laughs> like th- there's th- things like that. I think also there's this misconception that frozen is bad. Um, frozen is great, especially mm-hmm. with like fruits and vegetables. Like I personally can't afford a lot of fresh. Um, like berries and things. So I only buy frozen because they're frozen at the peak of freshness. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they have even more nutrition. I feel like I saw you post something about yeah, broccoli like yeah. back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they ha- like there's more nutrition sometimes in frozen. So that's a great way. And then it doesn't go bad because, you know, like you don't want to throw away food, especially if you're struggling. That's the story of right. my life. I know. I it's really hard. Because I buy with my eyes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I yes. don't I don't, pl- I don't meal plan, which is not the greatest thing. So a lot of times I just throw shit in the car yeah. and yeah. then it's dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that happens. It, yeah. it happens to all of us for sure. Um, let's see. What else can people do to save money? I mean, I think also, well, I love Costco. Oh, I love <laughs> right? Costco. Like you could get membership. about if you're in a food desert? Because yeah. I just, I don't think I've ever seen a Costco. I don't have a car. So yeah, yeah. it's you not really relevant want, in New do you York. Do you want to go inside? I mean, I know we, now where I, oh. where I live, but I'm talking about growing up. Yeah. Where was a Costco? Yeah. Oh, yeah Everybody York, doesn't yeah. have access to that. Yeah. Or a car to bring Costco ass food and yeah that's exactly. a lot of food but when yeah. you get it oh my yeah. god I mean I know a lot of my old patients and they, they were like low income they were shy. I mean but this is in the bay so yeah. it's different it's like a different culture and there is Costco and they would that's how because if they had a lot of kids it's and it's like, more of a driving city it's there. a driving city mm. and so I mean even like us we bought like a thing of rice it was like a 15 pound bag of rice I mean it's literally we've still had it for, we have make it every week like one batch it's been like four months and it's still like one 
like there's still two thirds left. So buying stuff like bulk, that, yeah. buying in bulk and Costco is great. But if, isn't there like BJ's here? Like yeah. where do you buy in BJ's. Bulk? I would also recommend like the cultural markets because yes. especially here in New York city, like they have a lot of those Asian markets that are kind of hidden away mm -hmm. in the hood. And so like really supporting those because they have really great produce. And actually a lot of the produce from um, the fruit stands here comes from the Bronx and Hunts Point because that's where, yeah, that's where a lot of the distributors for like supermarkets and bodegas are, are getting mm. their produce. Um, and so it doesn't necessarily, I think a lot of people think like, oh, I have to buy organic for it to be healthy. So expensive. Like, yeah, you can buy conventional produce at your local like supermarket or fruit stand. Um, and that's totally fine too. And you're getting the nutrients that your body needs. Um, mm -hmm. So you don't have to like go to Whole Foods to get all your stuff. If you get the frozen produce at your local supermarket, that's fine. I know that sometimes in the hood, like the produce just isn't as sexy. It's not yeah. as juicy. Bruh, it's like wilted. Smell. I, I know. My, my supermarket yeah. smells like mouse. Oh my god. Uh, Where do you live? He stinks. Well, I ain't gonna say. But, <laughs> but the supermarket yeah. it has this mixture mm -hmm. of like mouse and ammonia. Oh. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Everybody exactly from the hood about. knows yeah, that. Yeah, because they've smell. been mopping and yeah. then there's the and there's produce. shit behind yeah. the wall. Yeah. Oh. yeah, that sucks. So and then it just looks so sad. Like the bananas yeah. be bruised. Yeah. Everything's a good thing that shit really made me miss Kroger. A good thing that people can do is like make a day out of it. You can make a day out of it and go somewhere where the produce is better it can be like an event mm. and I used to live in Flushing Queens in like a completely Asian neighborhood mm. and when I tell you I ain't never had better produce oh in my, my God. life oh, yeah. I was cooking yeah, ass in Queens so yeah that Very produce man quality. so I, I heard that when you yeah. said yeah and we can also like talk to the people in the supermarkets and demand that we want good produce that these are yeah. the things that we yes. actually want because they're like there's this belief that oh we don't want that food like we're like no like we'll buy right. it mm -hmm. uh, sometimes I see these like organic markets popping up um, in the hood and people think that they're not going to do well and I'm like yo it is so lit right now everyone is going <laughs> to the organic market yeah. there was one in my old neighborhood that was put and it's been in business like wow for over 10 years like people oh, want it my our people yeah Dang. our people want that stuff so it's like yeah maybe speaking to the manager being like hey like can we get some you know better produce or like can we get this stocked in the supermarket to see if that helps too yeah because even having because um, when we worked at the farmers markets, I worked in the Bronx, Harlem and Brooklyn and it was super busy. Like and it was in food deserts in the hood mm -hmm. and everybody was still coming out for the, you know, like they were like, yes, like produce, fresh. Plus having the cooking demos was really helpful in nutrition workshops because it was like showing people how to incorporate the foods in a culturally relevant way and local foods that it's like, you don't yes. have to go, like you're saying, if you don't have a car, you can't go to Costco. You can, you know, just get it around the way, around the corner. So I think, um, yeah, people do care and they, if it's there, they will go. It's just like, yeah. it has to be there. Farmers markets you, are great. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, they're but a blessing. I have fond childhood memories, right? Oh, I grew up in Flint, Michigan, and my oh, mother no. used to take us, uh, my mother and father used to take us to the farmers market on like Saturdays. Okay. I would get cheese danishes. I know that's probably uh, not, you know. <laughs> no, they have Listen. the best baked goods. My mother used to load up on like produce. Mm, I, and it. just yeah. going to the farmers market, I can 
smell that air. Yeah. I just remember it. So it's I love vibes. seeing them now. And an if adult. you go towards the end, the mm-hmm. farmers are trying to get rid of everything because we've yeah. worked at so many farmers markets like back in the day and they will give you stuff yeah. or they'll Ooh. give it to Come you. Come on CP time. Right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> go as they're wrapping up because they don't want to take all of it back yeah. home. Yep. It's going to go bad. So go like maybe an hour close to closing and they'll give you deals or they'll just give it away to you. What? So yeah. I love yeah. That. Try, try yeah. that as well. Especially, I mean, here in New York City, they're popping up everywhere because it's a city initiative. They're really trying to get them into low access neighborhoods. That's wonderful. Um, but hopefully, yeah, hopefully in other states that's happening as well. So try that if there's one close to you. The other thing I was going to add is like trying to get stuff in season because even though it sounds like, oh, seasonal eating, like that's fancy. It's really going to be cheaper just because it's not shipped from far away. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be more local. Right. It's better for the environment. So... You know, for example, like it'll taste better. It'll taste. That's my thing. That's it's oh, like, that's my right. biggest yeah. reason. It, like it's, watermelon yeah. in December, right? Not the so mangoes, yeah. Oh Don't God. even say sweet. Yeah, I know the tomatoes. Oh my the God. color. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you just start getting are, really like. You yeah. feel like you never know with these avocados. <laughs> I be so over it. Yeah. I'm like, y'all just rip me off. <laughs> <laughs> Like, this is a premium for real. Now. Yeah, yeah. It can get pricey. So if you're at like Walmart, mm-hmm. how do you eat healthy? If that's all you have access to, or they bodega. Have some, yeah. I've I've been to Walmart the produce section at Walmart. It's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, they have they have frozen produce, and the fresh produce that I've seen there has been. I mean, it looked pretty good. I mean, yeah. I don't. I don't even think we have one here in New York City, right? No. I feel like when no, I traveled, like I've been. It's everywhere know. else. But. Yeah, everywhere else <laughs> that I've been. Yeah, I feel like I've been to a few WalMarts, and the produce looked pretty good. And Target too. I've been to some Targets where they have like yeah. a pretty. Uh, and they be expanding. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. 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 It that really was not is. always yeah. a thing. No, we had. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. We had a photo shoot. Where were we? In Where the DMV. It? it was like in the DMV. Yeah. And yeah. Anyway, so we like had to get some produce and and our food and we went to Target. They had almost everything. And it was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a really it was good, good quality. Condition. Shout yeah. out to Target. 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 Friend, oh campaign. my God. Yeah. Can we talk about your campaign? Mm-hmm. It was cute. So right? it was so cute. And <laughs> yes. I, so these are, no, seriously, these are the jeans. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I said when she posts, I literally, I told, I told my husband like we're going to Target now, See? and I was like, that. my friend, and I told them in the store, I was like, my friend is on a campaign, like what? Where's the Universal Threadwear? And oh they were like my. almost sold out. Yeah. yeah. You hear I'm that, Target? Curious. Yes, girl. I oh. love these are like my fave. Aren't they the best? They're the though? best. Like because for the thing is, I told Target when they sent them to me, I was like, I'm not signing the contract until I try them on. Of course, yeah. because the worst thing to do is I'm not the kind of influencer who sells to get a check and yeah. then y'all put the jeans on like, right. bitch, these are terrible. Right. Yes. <laughs> no, because I, I, yeah. I play the long game. Yeah. You know, yeah. so my exactly. integrity yeah. is super. It, yeah, valuable. that's how we feel too. Yeah, yes. that's how it works. So. We, like I said earlier, I put the prompt out and told our listeners to send in their right. questions. So I want to make sure we get to them. <laughs> I know. Because they'll kill us. Right. Um, so someone mentioned kind of along the lines of where we are in the conversation that they have to, they almost feel like they have to reprogram their brain to, to think that healthy food tastes good. Because mm. they're like, all the bad stuff tastes so good. Like Facts. that's what you want to eat. Yes. <laughs> But so how what tips yeah. do you have on that reprogramming? Do you want me to take this one? 
So, okay. So first I would reframe, um, from good and bad because mm-hmm. then it's like, if you feel like it's good or bad, then you if you eat something up. bad, like we had pizza before we got here. Right. Cause it's like, yes. yeah, because it's like, that was what was available and we're hungry. And so it's like, you have to think about kind of like plants eating or like planned hunger, I guess. Like, okay, if I know I'm not going to eat again until what, like nine o'clock and pizza, like is the only thing available. Like that is what you should eat. And like, you shouldn't feel bad about it. Um, do you want to have it every day? No, but like with anything, you don't have it every day. Mm -hmm. So I would start with just kind of reframing that. And then I think honestly, if the healthy food is tasting bad, then there, there might be something going wrong or like we might not have enough like flavor or enough fat or enough salt. Cause I feel like we oftentimes it's like, it's gotta be boiled broccoli or whatever. (laughs) And I'm like, actually it doesn't. We're not eating that. that. Like I went to um, get my hair braided in the Bronx by Tiffany, shout out Tiffany. Hey, uh, it's like Wendy's she person. She did good too, y'all. It Thank good. you. <laughs> yeah, only four and a half hours. What? Yes. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Now, hold on. yeah. Thanks. Um, and so Wendy had made. She was like, so I had made this um recipe for a soy riso like kale salad on our um, blog, and she had like was doing new photos of it and like had made it again, and I brought it with me to um to get my hair done, and uh, Tiffany was like what she's like what are you eating she's like that smells good and she i she didn't she wasn't normally like eating a lot of vegetables and stuff just mostly like what mm-hmm. what you, you know people yeah. usually use like the meat and like the, and the rice then the rice <laughs> right and she was like let me taste that and then i was like okay girl get a plate like let's just split it she's like no 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 i want to try it first i'm not trying to waste your food and then she tried she's like, it case taste <laughs> yeah she's like cause she's like you never know but she's like oh my god this has so much flavor and she was like what is in this she's like it's so simple this is so good she's like I could eat this every day and she was even like I mean she was saying how she felt better I mean it's like that's good if she feels like she felt it's probably a stretch though (laughs) with like two minutes later it's probably a stretch that you're going to be feeling more energized (laughs) however it's just like that's the thing it's like we don't want to introduce healthy foods that don't taste good it should be like you get excited to eat. that's how i feel at least that's like, how the trainers i think online on instagram they're they're you know the ones that they post the like the broccoli that dry ass grilled chicken right the sweet potato and then the and sweet, be like 20 of them lying yeah. yeah and then it's like they and they say they eat that like three times a day every day yeah. and that makes people be like if i have to eat that to no. look like that i'm not eating it no right and it kind of scares not. people off on what a healthy meal actually can taste like yeah Yeah. and I also think honoring your culture through the food that you're eating so like being Dominican I want to include plantains on my plate Mm -hmm. like I want to include beans (laughs) I want to include you know all those foods that I grew up eating because they're nostalgic like they mean a lot to me and so I mean there's just so many wonderful cultures from all around the world like I'm just thinking Caribbean food I'm thinking Asian food Mexican food like I'm just like I want to taste all of that and all those flavors taste so good So you can incorporate um, plant forward foods within these flavors just to make them a little more balanced. You know, Mm -hmm. we're not saying you completely have to go the vegan route because that's just not for everyone. Mm -hmm. But just finding flavorful ways to add vegetables. And if you look to a lot of traditional diets like throughout the Caribbean in Mexico, they are very plant based. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of plants that are involved in the recipes, um, a lot of fresh foods, a lot Mm -hmm. of foods that are local that are, you know, so all these things. So really going back to that um, and honoring that through the 
meals that we're making is important too. Yeah, because like healthy and flavor don't have to be mutually mutually exclusive. Amen. Thank God. Yeah, it's like come on. But that's what a lot of my friends they you know y'all crack jokes on how I eat. <laughs> But it's like in fun. <laughs> but a lot of the times I'm like, y'all, this shit's actually good though. Yeah. Yeah. Your salad did look like weed that day, yo, <laughs> What was that that I was saying? She was the eating falafel. this salad. Well, I tell you, it looked the like weed now. I was like, I'm eating a weed salad. <laughs> yeah. Because it, it had a Brussels sprout, like the shavings Ooh. with falafel balls. Like, okay. I go in, okay? That's all my salads are good. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's right. I'm sure they're really good. Even with the smooth, like anything, you want to make it. And obviously you have to get used to it because I'm not going to front like when I first switched to a quote unquote healthier diet that it didn't take a while. It absolutely did. I fell off a million times and then would binge or I'd like eat clean. You know, I hate the term clean now, but I'd eat different Mm -hmm. and it was hard. My body wasn't used to it and it was craving Popeyes or whatever you know like if you're looking at Popeyes you get that for five bucks and then a salad is 12 yeah it kind of gets a little tricky but you could do like so you could do stews like I'm really big on just easy one pot dishes Mm. so if I do like a curry I'm gonna put a lot of vegetables in it naturally also the fat like with the um the coconut uh, milk and things like that and then maybe like a protein would be chickpeas or tofu or like chicken if you wanted that and then with rice, that's really filling and it still feels like it has more flavor and it's yeah. exciting. Taco is another thing for folks where it's like tacos aren't healthy. Yes, they can be. Like I make really great, delicious, mm-hmm. healthy tacos using beans. You don't have to use beans, but you can like use beans for protein. We have like in our cookbook, there's... Um, we have chickpea and kale tacos that are really good and flavorful. And I, listen... Y'all's cookbook Aww. is my Bible. Really? <laughs> and I actually, I really oh need those of you listening. Can you tell them, like, first of all, their website has recipes for the past how many years now? Yeah, I know. Wild. We're always, There's, like, tweaking them and improving them. And the way you have it organized, I think, is my favorite. Because sometimes you go on um, websites with recipes and it's, like, kind of all just... You have yeah. to just find it. Yeah. But yours is so well organized. It's like you have a section for appetizers. They have their dressings. They have mm-hmm. entrees. It's just like broken down. Yeah. And then I love that you guys do honor your cultures. Yeah. Which I think gets lost in translation with healthy eating. Because it's like we don't, you know, obviously I stopped using Goya products. Okay. You know, just because for me, I just felt like what was in the can, it just started kind of giving me the heebie-jeebies. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know what's in the liquid. It's yeah. sodium, like, you know, so I would love to talk more about how do you honor your cultures and what's available near you while also being mindful of what you're eating. Yeah. Well, I think also in all this conversation, maintaining an open mind is important yes. because I think we, we also have to be open to experimenting because part of making traditional recipes a little bit healthier might be tweaking it a little Mm -hmm. bit and getting creative in the kitchen and so I know um I know a lot of people are just like very set in their ways they're like this is how I eat I'm not trying to change so you know I would say just consider being a little open to changing something (laughs) what are some tweaks that you made 
like just adding vegetables to a stew that you wouldn't add vegetables to. Like, for example, in our cookbook, we have a sancocho recipe, which is a traditional Dominican recipe that's made with like God knows how many types of meats <laughs> and, and like starchy vegetables. That's mm-hmm. really what it is. And so I made like a vegetarian version of it. And my mom is like, I mean, she's not with the tweaks. But <laughs> when I was when I was developing it and I had her taste and she was like, no, this is like really, really good. Oh, that's how you do. And through, yeah, through experimentation. Like I made a thick, I created the thick consistency with like the starchiness of the root vegetables. And then I added things like carrots and like other, other like non-starchy vegetables to help balance it out. And I pureed beans to help make it thicker too and add protein. And so just kind of like, there's just so many resources online. You go on our website, but there's just so, I mean, make sure that try, try to get your nutrition resources from a registered dietitian. Like we said. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also known as foodheavenmadeeasy.com. Thank you. <laughs> there's a lot of recipes there's a lot yeah. of great recipes online that you can find and so just being open to trying new things it doesn't always have to be like the same old thing yeah know? I was gonna add um so like mac and cheese for example we all who doesn't love mac and cheese there might be a time where you're like I just want to stick to regular the traditional right recipe, and that's yeah. totally fine I sometimes will like puree veggies like butternut squash. I just cook it in the microwave, it, like mm. butternut squash, carrots, onions, puree it and mix it with the macaroni and then put some cheese on top. It tastes amazing. Like even my nephew, who he hates vegetables, <laughs> he was like, oh, my God, it's so good. It just adds richness. Yeah. Or like if you're doing um, what else, like mashed potatoes, like some people I know, like when he's like, no way. But like, <laughs> I don't mind if like the cauliflower, like the puree cauliflower mixing that I don't like subbing completely because it's like what's the point but I feel like it adds a nice texture or if I'm doing like let's say you're doing Italian you want to do pasta dishes or something like that I do a lot of um the the what is it not the butternut squash the zucchini so like oh, the spiralized yeah the spiralized that's yeah. it the spiralized noodles that's actually really good I l- listen yeah. I live off of that and not to replace no because it's like you're not no. gonna be full but just to add a little bit more vegetables yeah. and no and one a- thinks that that should taste like spaghetti like let's it doesn't. be real here no <laughs> like, I don't even want my it's if I want nice. spaghetti I'm gonna eat spaghetti, spaghetti. Yeah. Yeah. right yeah. That, that yeah. but it is nice yes. that's yeah. my thing too yeah like if I want like yeah if I want pasta I'm just going to eat pasta. If I want mac and cheese, I'm going to eat mac and cheese. But I think adding to it, it doesn't exactly. even have yeah. to be like you're doing some mind blowing like texture work. Like you could just <laughs> add vegetables to it and like, boom, it's already way more balanced than without. Yeah. You know? What any about po- seasonings? Oh. I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to say like any pasta sauce as well. I mm. always add vegetables or if there's like kids who, you know, you want them to get a little more vegetables, you can puree it in the sauce if they're like weird about the chunky textures and things like that. So just getting creative or like to add the protein, um, maybe pureeing some beans into different sauces as well. Oh, yeah. Good idea. Tricking mm-hmm. the kids with the puree. What about seasonings? Because we got a question about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Someone that's from was the saying, black delegation. Seasoning <laughs> yes. is important. It's very important. How do you need them? It's yeah, we have to have them. <laughs> yeah. Is that they were asking, is there such thing as like seasonings you should stay away from if you're trying to be more health conscious? Life can be stressful. Between work, family, and everything in between, it's not always easy to find time for yourself. Thankfully, Talkspace Online Therapy makes taking care of your mental health more affordable and convenient than ever before. 
Simply provide your preferences and Talkspace will match with one of 4,000 plus therapists the very same day. No more waiting for your next appointment to talk about what's on your mind. With Talkspace, you can send your therapist unlimited text, audio, picture, or video messages from anywhere at any time. Plus, one month of therapy on the Talkspace costs about the same amount as a single face-to-face session. No matter what you're going through, you're not alone. Join more than 1 million who feel happier with Talkspace. We've worked with Talkspace for years now, it seems, yes, right? Yes. And it's, it's just incredible that you can text a therapist. You Can, can you FaceTime them? If you, you want to. That's yeah. the coolest. I guess that we should have known it would come to this. Right. Talkspace is more than 4,000 licensed therapists, like I said earlier, who are experienced in addressing the challenges we all face. To match with your perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com. Make sure to use the code ZONE to get your first week free. Wow, your first week free. That's awesome. And show your support for this show. at ZONE at Talkspace.com. Um, I mean, I, I would say if you're like sensitive to certain spices or herbs, then yes. But generally speaking, I mean, just look for straightforward seasonings because there's a lot of seasoning mixes that are not very straightforward. And they have like they have a lot of additives in them. Mm-hmm. They might have a lot of sodium in them. So you can just either make your own or just buy the straightforward ones like the dried oregano or the smoked paprika, where it's like that's all that's in there. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's just like the easiest way to go about it. And you can find those in like the local hood yeah. super markets usually right yeah right or walmart's or wherever um i so if people are looking for sodium if they're looking to cut back on sodium because you know sometimes right like black people we can be a little more salt sensitive meaning like if salt affects us more our blood pressure and so if that's you i would look at the label and just um look for salt so if salt is like the first ingredient then you could still use it but just know that oh this has like salt because some people don't realize it's a salt exactly it's a salt forward seasoning (laughs) i love that i love that yeah so if it's like garlic salts or onion salt those are going to be have a lot of salt but if it's like onion powder garlic powder Mm. those don't have any salt so if you're really worried about that which you know you don't have to be too worried but you know a lot of us do eat a little bit too much salt or add a little bit too much but honestly the the excess sodium is coming from processed foods it's not coming from the like the t- dinner table where you're adding some salt. That was a big question. Yeah. Sodium. Yeah. Like, how do I cut down? Yeah. That was yeah. The, the biggest kahuna next to sugar. Which yeah. Is in this country, in. like Jess said, like most of the salt that people are getting, I mean, a lot of people think it's like, oh, no, don't use the salt shaker. Like my best friend just told me he's like he posted this picture on Instagram, like, oh, French fries with no salt. And I'm like, boy, why are you eating French fries with no salt? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Leonard, can you please add some salt to those French fries? <laughs> but, you know, it's like... That sounds a- <laughs> I'm like, no. So, yeah, most of the sodium that we're getting is through processed food. Yeah. So, like, when you're eating out, oftentimes they're over-salting to really get the flavor in there. Um, but, like, if it's the the salt that you're cooking with, it's actually, like, it does. it's just a small fraction of the total sodium yeah. that we're getting in per day, which is why we're huge proponents, if you can, of preparing your meals at home because that way you can really control the ingredients that you're putting in yeah you can and you can control that in a way um so i would say just trying to cut back 
on eating out if you can. Some people, it's one. tough because yeah. they have a lot of things going on. Um, and if that's the case, just trying to have a plan in place. Like these are the options that I have that are aligned with my health goals for the places that I'm going to visit when I eat out. And then, of course, occasionally, like, you know, and by occasionally, I don't mean like once a month. I mean, like a few times a week, if you want to go out and enjoy your favorite whatever that might not be as healthy, then that's fine, too. Because the balance is there. Exactly. Your other work you've done. I know we have audience questions. No, no, no. Go ahead. But I have one more question about the house. It's just not about the kitchen. It's about the bedroom, right? Oh, this is what I need Lord. to know. Oh, okay. So you knew it was coming. Okay, so like we <laughs> did. So like you know how you want to set the mood, right? So you got a date or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And you know, first thing everybody thinks is like whipped cream. You know what I'm saying? Mm, Chocolate. <laughs> you know, strawberry. So like, what's the healthy, sexy food, right? <laughs> And not strawberries, because that's too easy and cliche. So, like, what's that? Yeah, like, how can we eat healthy and sexy? When it's time. Specifically in the bedroom. When it's time. I would say, why? Like, why would you even. Who cares? Like, why? Like, just eat whatever you want. Like, I would just do whatever. Like, I'm not. Why try to make it. I mean, I'm assuming it's. You're not like. So it's okay. Stick to you. Stick to what you're doing. It's not like every single meal you're having it in the bedroom. You know what I mean? Like, you want to throw. We got the bus. I'm assuming. Okay, yeah, I remember yeah. in the city when um the one where she has the sushi all over her body. Yeah. Like, yes, I do remember sushi, that one. Yes. Yeah, just yeah, just stick to whatever you're doing now. Okay. Chocolate's great. Um, <laughs> strawberries, strawberries, strawberries. Like if you want to keep it sexy, have mm-hmm. a glass of wine. You know that'll Ooh. have some yeah. yeah, unsweetened whipped cream. Mm-hmm. It still tastes like rich and delicious, but they don't. It's just, it's unsweetened. I have that like all the time. Mm-hmm. For dessert. Like it does his face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just building up my arsenal over here. You know, I need to have these things in place. Yeah. So I could be like, you? not only are we about to do this, but I'm also thinking about your health. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. Makes you a more well-rounded player. Yeah. So. I feel you because you don't yeah. want to feel like just super like satiated after you know yeah. you're about to yeah, like get yeah. cute. Which uh, yeah, I get it. <laughs> I would say eat a little early in the day, and then as you're winding down, like have a cute dessert. Mm-hmm. You know, glass. Of wine mm-hmm. and yes. yeah, you'll be sad. Ooh. Some sexy fruits and right, <laughs> mm-hmm. and exactly. Yeah, sexy or frozen, seasonal. not in season. seasonal. Or, yeah, or frozen, or frozen not in season. Yeah, okay. you know, frozen actually would work. Absolutely, that would. sounds terrible. <laughs> Don't you no, no, no. Well, I'm sorry. I'm about like just dessert. <laughs> you oh. We'll talk after the show. <laughs> I'm like, Is what's going on over here, guys? Mimosas. So this took a left. Um what about meal planning? They were asking, how can it be less boring? Because I don't want to eat the same thing for three or four days. Okay. So I feel like there's two types of people. There are the people, you need to just know who you are. There's the people who, you know, can eat the same thing for three or four days and they're fine. I am one of those. Right. I can be too. And there's folks who it's like, absolutely not. (laughs) I'm one of those. Yeah. (laughs) So then in that case, you want to do more flexible meal planning. And that is where, like what I recommend sometimes it's like thinking of what are like maybe three or four vegetables, even if you don't cook them, you're just like getting them ready. Like I know Wendy, like I'll chop kale or I'll chop onions, things like that. And just put it in Tupperware. So it's ready to go. Um, and cook it however you want. And then maybe like 
two or three, two proteins, maybe to start, it can be as simple as beans. If you're more on the vegetarian side. Mm -hmm. And if you're doing canned beans, which I do most of the time, just like rinse them and put them in Tupperware to make it easy, like easier to access. So you don't have to go through the step of like draining. Cause then you're not going to do it, you know, and you're just going right. to like go out to eat. Um, and then do like two or three starches and you can kind of mix those into different meals. So let's say you throw it into a taco one day or I do a lot of quesadillas where I'll do like a quesadilla and maybe I'll do like half my plate is like broccoli, but with like, I'll put salt and like olive oil and stuff. So it tastes good. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can add more to it if, if you want to, if you want to get more fancy. So that's kind of one method for the kind of flexible person. Um, where you can still eat healthy, but like you can switch it up every day. Even if you did like a loose plan, like what I'll do sometimes is like a loose plan. I'll put it on the fridge of like, this is the food that we have. And these are the meals it can make. Cause you know, it's like, sometimes you'll see like, you know, the food and it's like, wait, but what can I actually do with this? Yeah. You know? And then it's like, well, I'm just going to order Grubhub, like forget it. But if yeah. you write it down and think like spend five minutes just thinking like, what are the meals? Put them on the fridge, especially if you, you have like a family and, um, or even like kids, like, I don't know if your audience, if they have like, Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I'm assuming like, yeah. Kids who just want to throw some like older kids, throw something together. Just put that list up. It can be really helpful. Yeah. And I will say, cause my mom is the queen of meal planning. Nice. I'm not much into it. I, I fall off. I like, yeah. I'm on and off depending on my schedule because I'm traveling. Yeah. Who wants to be cooking on a right. Sunday? Exactly. Like, you, you know, I want to yeah. sleep. And so, mm -hmm. but my mom, I really learned a lot from her because she doesn't put like the whole meal into the Tupperware. She just does random ingredients. I you know? love it. Yeah, I so it'll, too. Yeah, yeah, like one yeah. Tupperware will be rice. The yes. other one will be red beans. The other That's is perfect. black beans, Brussels sprouts in one. So that way she can just kind of like mix and match throughout yeah. the week or whatever mm -hmm. she wants. I think that, like you said, is the most flexible way mm -hmm. to yeah. not be bored by the same exact meal. It's like being right. in jail. You know what I'm saying? You got to eat right. the same it's damn just hard. thing. I don't even yeah. think they eat the same thing in jail every day. I don't think they do either. <laughs> they got a whole yes. new meal plan now. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I know. They probably do eat better than Right. That. And then the big kahuna, sugar. Sugar. You literally got that question 75,000 I know. Times. I just kept seeing sugar, 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 sugar. Cut out sugar, sugar, cut out sugar, cut out sugar. How do you okay. beat sugar addiction with these unrefined sugars? That is a great <laughs> question. And it's funny because Jess actually came out with an article about this years ago about sugar addiction because... Don't Google it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Because not uh, would you consider... She, I oh. think she she was at a stage where she was like, I am addicted to sugar. Yeah. And so she wrote about it. Um, in my experience with people that have like these sugar addictions, there's usually some kind of restriction happening yeah. where they're like, no sugar, no this, no that. And then they want it even more. And I mm. think binge. that exactly. And so they binge and, and so they feel very addicted to it because there is some kind of restriction lingering. Um, and so I've found that it's helpful just incorporating it. Like we've talked about balance, right? Like having that basic framework that we spoke about with like your main meals. Um, and then, if you're getting satisfaction from those meals, you're probably not going to want sugar as much. I mean, you're probably still going to want it and that's fine. And that's, and it's delicious and enjoyable. Um, but it's not like you're going to be needing sugar like 24 seven in my experience. But I mean, Jess, you have like a yes, personal I do. experience with this. Yeah. So, yes. I <laughs> so I felt like I was addicted to sugar. Like, like when I was a kid, all my teeth have 
cavities literally all of them some have more than one because i would just like eat sugar cubes it like oh, remember shit. like the chinese restaurants yeah. back in the day yeah. like it would just be the sugar cube. Like, 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 oh, and then when i was like <laughs> right and then when i was a kid i also you know how cereal is already really like you really add sweet sugar to the cereal? i would add spoon and it's like what oh. yeah so i would do that and just going up that. right so now i'm just like oh my god it's already so sweet i don't know like our generation it was a little off right <laughs> So I felt very addicted. And when I moved to New York in 2007, it was like the height of it where I couldn't even walk past a, um, like a bodega or anything without being like, I got to go buy like everything and just like binge on it every day. And then I'd be like, never again. It would be the same cycle over and over I again. I seen. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Let me That's tell a, you about yeah. sour power straws. Don't get me. You know, I love a cheese Danish. Yes. Ooh. I love it. No. Oh. So I, that was me. And I was like, oh my God, like what's wrong? with me i don't know so i saw a nutritionist mm. okay <laughs> that's before i was a dietitian <laughs> that's before i was a di- yeah and so the article um it kind of details my my journey with her mm. it was very much like cut it out like you're not taking care of yourself this is trash like what's wrong with you like it literally her whole workshop was like are you addicted to sugar like she she kind of lured and she was so sweet but like now I know a dietitian is working a lot with like people's mental issues around food too which like mm. I feel like a nutritionist is just like this is what you need to be doing right. and that's they the work. ones with the mental issues a lot of times <laughs> a lot of times yes seriously like orthorexia which is like or this like obsession disordered with, eating yeah disordered yeah. Eat, yeah, yeah that's yeah an obsession with like healthy eating it's actually not healthy so for me um that whole article was about my journey and like my whole thing was like never eat sugar again but it just never worked and then I'd have some kind of event that like triggered me to be like well screw it I'm going and I'm binging right Mm -hmm. and so now like I've had a lot of training in disordered eating and eating disorders and have learned that that never works like if you're somebody who feels like you're binging on sugar the main thing you want to do is kind of relax on your restriction on sugar, honestly, because like for me, that's the only, and not, I'm not just saying like this worked for me. Like, this is what the research says too. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing that will, I thought I was a lost cause, honestly, but this is like the only thing that um, has worked. And so now it's like, if I want it, I will have it. But before it would be like, I would binge on like literally like a a thing of red vines. You guys don't really have those in New York, but yeah, that, but they're good. Exactly okay, you know what, what they are. About. Yeah, so that would be my thing, like red vines, and like they're just like boxes, the vintage Twizzlers. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Yes, like, it sounds like yes. Twizzlers. Right, they're, yeah. they're not Twizzlers. Though, they're not at, at all. <laughs> <laughs> I love them both though. Right. So now though, it's like so. I I was just like, okay, this isn't really working. You know, became a dietitian, learned like, oh yeah, that's not the way, and started to relax on that restriction. And now it's like, even um, who was I with? Oh, with Amanda. And I was like, I went to the bodega and I got like a little little thing of like Mike and Ike's, mm-hmm. but like that'll do it for me, you know, like a little mm-hmm. mini one. And then it's like, okay, it's done. Versus like before, it's like I can't do it, I can't do it, mm-hmm. I can't do it. And then I mean, it's like have all of it. So oh, I think but that the pressure makes yes, it it's a pressure because it's kind of like so. One of the things we work on with people is this idea of habituation with foods. So if you have these foods that are like triggers in your mind, you think like, oh, I need to get rid of all these triggers. That's how I was too. Like never have trigger foods in the house. But what does that do? It kind of puts them on like this pedestal. Like, yeah. oh, these are like the forbidden fruits. So I can I never have it. Now. Exactly. Yeah. And when I do, it's like, I don't know when I'm going to have it again. So I'm just going to go all out. Right. It creates that same <laughs> cycle. Right? Yes. I'm feeling very anxious. <laughs> yes. Because it's so real. And like, we don't, think about it as much um 
So that's number one. There's also other factors. So when people are on diets or they're cutting things out, there's research to show that you obsess about those things more. So let's just say you're on a low carb diet because you're like, oh, sugar's bad. You're going to crave more sugar. Like not like you are. Um, so thinking about what is being cut out of your diet. Also, sleep has an impact. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of research linking binge eating to like sleep deprivation and things like that. So we really like work with people. I work closely with psychologists as well to help um, people who are struggling with sleep or even like mental health things that might be causing them to have some of these issues with like um, with binge eating or whatever the case may be, because really there's some kind of self-care need deep down that's not really being met. Right. Like when you're going towards like the foods beyond just like, oh, I want a couple of Mike and Ike's like, oh, yeah, that was good. But when it's like, you know, there's something else usually going on. Mm -hmm. So it's like the patient's self-belief that's like being triggered. Yeah. Right. That's what you be thinking about when you eating the damn Mike and Ike's. That's (laughs) what it is. You get like me. You know what I mean? That's what I think about when I'm eating, binge eating the thing is I'm consumed by the thoughts that are causing me to binge eat in the first damn place. Exactly. It's a shit storm. Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah. And I think mm -hmm. what helped me is is tracking what like when I'm binge eating what is it that happened I was gonna say that yes like trying to identify patterns is important because especially with emotional eating oh my god like you want to try to identify like what trigger what your triggers are like if you're like you're constantly um binge eating or emotional eating after a certain event that consistently keeps happening like what what is the root Mm -hmm. cause of it trying to identify that and then I mean coping through food is okay occasionally but if you're just constantly going to food we have to talk about what other coping mechanisms you have in place like what are some other things that you can do that might be a little healthier Mm -hmm. to cope with whatever it is that you're going through you know but a lot of times it's not even a thought you just kind of do it you're like "Mm, let me eat this or let me eat that because I'm feeling this way but you don't actually like break that down what does this mean you know do you want some tools please okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) I we have a lot but like one thing that people can try doing is um there's a couple of things. So uh, the ultimate thing that you want to do is try to not make it automatic. So it's like how when you were saying when you have this thought or this feeling like, oh, you know, I'm having this emotion and instead of dealing with it, I want to just automatically go to food or I'm sitting down watching TV, automatically food, going to food. So what some people will do to just um, have a delay is maybe set a timer for like five minutes. Um, and literally it's not to make it so you don't eat the thing. Like by all means, you should still think in your mind, you're going to have it, but it's really just so you can kind of, um, not have it be so automatic and you practice that muscle of like the delayed response and like brings an awareness. Yeah. 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 To bring the awareness. And so what you might find is, like that sensation that's, you know, causing you to kind of crave this food. If it isn't necessarily like a physical, physical sensation, usually the cravings come on really strong, right? It's like, I need it now out of nowhere, like now. But if you give yourself like that five minutes to sit with that, this, that discomfort, um, like therapists might call it like urge surfing where you have this urge. It's kind of like a wave, like, if you just, Ooh, yeah, or like so real, or even this like is me at night. Oh my god, me too, girl. Because I'll, I, I have this issue. I'm a Taurus. Oh, so I, I want a dessert after every meal. Yeah, <laughs> like my mind is just like I need something sweet because that meal was good. That's mm-hmm. like my reward. Trying to complete your plate, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. <laughs> but at night, it hits so bad. Yeah. And I learned to just sit with it. That's so funny you're saying that because yeah. that was an intuitive thing where I was like, 
I'll literally, but literally, like, I'll sit on the floor and I'll close my eyes and I let the wave kind of, like, wash over oh me. Oh, my God. And then once I've, like, maybe 10, 20 minutes later, I just drink water, make some hot tea. And normally it just passes. Like, wow. it's still my ping. I'm not, you know, acting like it just disappears. But I can usually fight it if I just take the time to get grounded when it hits. Yeah. That's like the key. Yeah. Right. And maybe you do have dessert every night. Because, like, I also have dessert every night, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> so it's so like funny. you could also do that, too. But if... Because so usually people who binge, like, their pattern is they eat very little throughout the day. Like, they skip breakfast. They have, like, some imminent... Yeah. Shade. No, I'm just... <laughs> saying it's a usual pattern no, not everybody because i have to be yeah able to see all that yeah. they have a salad for lunch oh and then they have <laughs> i have a whole like slide and the majority of the calories are coming later on in the day Ooh, right yes. so it's like thinking about how to that's why when he was saying like the three meals it's gonna help um you feel more balanced and having satisfied meals will help also but you could just say like I want a dessert like, you know, because food is pleasure, too. You know, we don't Mm want to just make it about nutrition like we have one well that we know of one life to live. So why would you just be like focusing on only nutrition? Like, I don't want to do that. So it's like the balance. Yeah. So that's what there's so many tools and that may not work for you. But if you want something to try, that is like really for some people, especially I think for most people, at least for me, that feeling is anxiety when it's like that, you know, height of just discomfort. And it's like you can it can feel like hunger sometimes, but hunger doesn't go away. The anxiety usually like comes like you were saying, Fran, like it comes it's at its height and then it kind of comes down. Yeah. And I do give in sometimes. Yeah. But for the most part, I will say that I let the weight it's been helpful. wash over. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely been helpful. Um the emotional eating though mm-hmm. that was like a big one for people they were saying like how do you regain your appetite after a bout with depression mm. you know like how do you ease back in or yeah. you tend to starve yourself out on those days where you can't even leave the bed because like that joint just hits hard you yeah. know so there were a yes. lot of questions in regards to the relationship between food and the waves of emotions mm, throughout yeah. the day well, I will say that people's relationship to food, even with us as dietitians, it fluctuates yeah. throughout life. You know, you go through stuff, you go through stuff throughout the month and it's like your food habits just fluctuate. And the goal, like just said, isn't perfection. So there might be times in your life where you're just going through it and you're not able to eat balanced meals. And the great thing with wellness is that there's just so many things that you can do to take care of yourself. And I think oftentimes we were just talking about this. We were speaking at essence fest um about just like redefining wellness oftentimes the focus falls on food it's like everything you have to you know you have to get your food right like you are what you eat on and there's just so many other um components that can have um a similar if not stronger impact on your health like access or sleep or your social relationships you know and so and stress level and stress exactly so really just um just having a chat with yourself about what you're realistically able to do at this moment, um, because there's been there have been times where I am just not able to plan balanced meals. And I'm a dietitian. I'm just like, I'm not in the space to do it. I'm going to do whatever I can to take the best care of myself. So just like kind of starting there. Um, and then if you do have it in you to start 
trying to incorporate more balance. Again, it's not about perfection, just doing like small things and also um, trying to like how we spoke about identifying patterns and identifying how you feel, maybe keeping a journal too, just to see like, oh, you know, when I, um, when I had like this kind of eating pattern, it helped me feel a little better. Maybe, maybe when I was eating in this way, I wasn't feeling so great. Um, and seeing if that helps too, to identify patterns. But if you're dealing with like major depression or like mental health stuff, I would say the main priority, if you want to focus on food is just developing a bit of a routine because when you're depressed, it's like, you don't really care about anything. You don't want to do anything. And so just developing a basic routine where you're at least eating, three times a day so that you are getting some kind of nourishment. And from there, trying to balance out the plate whenever possible, even if you just do it once a day, like it's not like, you know, not stretching yourself with the goals. Just to add to that, because I have a lot of patients um, who are depressed and what I have found and the therapist that I work with is people when they're depressed, you obviously don't have an, well, sometimes you do, but a lot of times you don't have appetite. Liquids are easier. So I always, Mm. and I found with them, it's like, it's much easier. Like thinking of a meal is too overwhelming. So it's like focusing on maybe a, 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 basic gentle smoothie or um sometimes I'll even recommend like there's um this brand called Soylent which is like a shake kind of meal thing and that works really well and also just like the snacks so usually my patients like that they're like no I can't like if I give them you know we come up with a plan of three meals a day and they come back two weeks later they're like I didn't do it so I'm like okay what can you do and they're like okay well I could do cheese and crackers here and then I can do like a piece of toast with peanut butter here and so really just thinking about piecing together a bunch of snacks or liquids can really help people who are struggling with like appetite suppression from like whatever is going on in your life. And you guys have mentioned bread throughout this episode. <laughs> there were a love lot it. of people dealing with bread addiction. Uh, love. Uh, bread. Yeah. I love bread so much. Who doesn't? It's not a yeah. bad thing. Is so, bread bad? Yeah. That's the biggest question. It was like, people were like, should I not eat bread? What do you think? I eat like Ezekiel bread. Okay. Or you, what is it? Udi's? Udi's? I don't know how to pronounce it. But it's like the sprouted. Yeah. I yeah. know which one you're talking about. Yeah. yeah like I stick to those, but I've also never been like a big bread person. Yeah. Right. It's not one of my weaknesses. So. Yeah. I, well, I think that with a lot of bread products, maybe some of the, cause it's like bread is, bread isn't good for you. I think a lot of that is coming from, um, there just being like so many bread products out there and a lot of them are really processed, but there are a lot of like really quality breads. I like just like fresh baked bread. Like I'm not into like the whole grain so much. I like right. just like baguette, like yeah. just fresh baked bread. I'm really into that kind of bread and unless you have some kind of like gluten sensitivity or celiac disease um I don't I don't think it's a cause for concern you know it's just an addition to your plate you you want to make sure that you're eating other foods with right, it right. <laughs> so that you're not um yeah you're not just going to the bread for like your source of energy yeah, yeah I agree that's why I was asking. Yeah. I always like when people ask um, some questions, I'll always kind of ask them what they think because then they'll work through it in their own head. Like, be oh, like, well, like, it sounds crazy to <laughs> say Exactly. That. <laughs> yeah. Or it's, but it's are fair questions, but it's yeah. like you have all the, people. you guys have all the answers, honestly. Yeah, Just like think of common sense. Yeah. Yeah. Right. What about the connection between your gut flora and mental health? Mm. Mm. Yeah. So that's an emerging place of research. There's a lot of really interesting research about that. That makes sense. 
I love how they it. looked at each other like, who's going okay. to I know. Um, yeah, so I, that's an emerging place of research. So like they're realizing, so there's something called the microbiome. Have you guys heard of that term before? Yes. Yes. So that's like your gut and like your flora mm-hmm. and all the bacteria. And we all have our unique kind of microbiome. Um, but they, yeah, with some of the research coming out, there's certain people with, like with their blueprint where they may have, um, you know, like certain, like a lack of certain trains or certain trains may be associated with, with different things. So whether it's like, I don't know, depression, anxiety, or, or even like, um, IBS or I feel like also like vaginal stuff too for women. Like they've mm-hmm. looked and said like people who tend to have healthier vaginas have like these floras. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but it's, it's still, <laughs> it's really fascinating. It's really like fascinating. They've just linked yeah. so many different, um, mental health conditions to like the the gut flora that we have and it's a really it's a it's an emerging field and there are supplement <clears throat> there are supplement lines that are like targeted to certain conditions too mm-hmm. um so it's i think it's more of a newer area of research where it's like there's just constantly new things coming out um but yeah, there's definitely a connection there. Yeah. So it's good to have probiotics so we can. Yeah, because I've been focused on yeah. my gut floor just because I'm always trying to. And obviously not with restrictions, because obviously yeah. that creates more stress, which is yeah. what you're not trying to do. But I do like to tinker around with my diet to see how it affects mm. me on an emotional level. Mm. Yeah. And so I started reading up on the gut floor and just mm-hmm. trying to be more mindful of like what affects it and what doesn't and what helps with the uh digestive tract and yeah yeah so I've been trying to kind of see like and I do notice there are certain things that I've removed like grains mm. just to test it I'm big yeah. on just testing so I right. won't yeah. like be hard on myself like I'm never eating rice again right but I'll say like I'm gonna remove it you guys know I always do that I'll be like I'm gonna remove it for like Switching 30 60 days and kind of see if that's something that my body's like oh yeah this feels right. better and right. that's what will guide me is like the feeling mm-hmm. um that's where journaling can be helpful to yeah remember. and the yeah. funny thing sure. is i removed grains and honestly can say that i don't feel very different yeah yeah um you know so i've been like tinkering around in, in the gut floor that's been my primary focus so that's why i was wondering what you guys thought about the research coming yeah. out of that. yeah and there's just so many factors that affect the gut flora right. so a lot of people think like oh i should take a probiotic so that i can have a healthy gut flora but it's really through the foods that you're eating that mm. are really developing the flora that you have in your gut so right. making sure that you're eating like prebiotic probiotic rich foods stress you mentioned is huge it affects the gut flora just like other things like sleep like these are all things that affect the bacteria that we have in our bodies um and so just naturally through following like all the things that we're talking about like eating balanced meals and trying to incorporate balance and trying to minimize stress like all these things are going to be beneficial for your gut and just speaking on um, prebiotics, and so I mentioned probiotics are like the good bacteria. Prebiotics are the food for the mm-hmm. bacteria, right? So that's like mostly found in the high fiber um, fruits, vegetables, like bananas have yeah, prebiotics, garlic, garlic onions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then probiotics would be more like kimchi, sauerkraut, fermented, like fermented. fermented. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly. how I'm 
kombucha. I'd literally kombucha, drink yeah. it. Kombucha. Yeah, my Girl. brother like begs for it. <laughs> I was making really? that stuff yes. in my apartment at one point, and I just had jugs of kombucha like all <laughs> over the apartment. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's my ass. I don't really like it. No. So we're waiting. I mean, on I the, know it's not everybody's. Thing. I don't. I just don't like. It. Yeah. Yeah. We're waiting on the review studies then about that gut flora. <laughs> we <laughs> are. There so. are some. Mm-hmm. So I mean, well, I was gonna say if anyone wants to email me, but probably you guys have a lot of listeners. Well, I don't know if you want. <laughs> yeah. I'll say maybe never mind. But there's like websites that link. They're just more like medical jargony. Right. Um, a little more yes. dense. Yeah. A little more dense. Yeah. But basically, yeah, where they'll link kind of the specific strain and all the research mm-hmm. so that you can kind of be like, I have um, diarrhea. Like, what do I need to do? And it'll say mm. like, these actual brands have been studied. Oh, um, yeah. If you just Google, it's like U.S. Pro- probiotic guide. Um, it, yeah, you should be it's a little jargony though, but it's, yeah, you should be able to figure out like which ones based on kind of what's going on. And those are the one, cause it's not every single condition, right? Cause like even the doctors I work with, I'd be like, what about this? And I'm like, there's actually not a lot of research yet, but the, you'll see like kind of what's out there from this website. Yeah. Right. And calorie counting. Mm. That was another big one. People were like, should I be counting? Should I not? Does it matter? Yeah. Because they found it very stressful. It is very stressful. And I and I think um, it's a lot of people do it as a way to get some structure, get some organization, but also have a little bit of control. That's how they see it. Um, And it can backfire in a lot of different ways. And so we generally don't recommend calorie counting because I think it takes away from intuitive eating like what we've spoken about about really being in your body when you're eating and um being mindful of when you're hungry and when you're full and if you're going by like the recommended calories that you should be eating you might be missing those hunger cues or those satiety cues because you're sticking to like those recommended calories and a lot of times those calories they just don't take into account so many different things like you know a lot of us have increased energy needs for a number of reasons like you said you're going to the gym like with um I won't say any app names mm. but the popular one you <laughs> <laughs> already mentioned <laughs> yeah like I crunch my numbers in there um and I'm like I need more than this I would be starving if I yeah. ate this amount of calories you know it just doesn't take into account so many different things um and so I, I think just the easier way to plan your meals is like doing everything that we spoke about but really like being mindful being in the moment when you're eating those meals so that you can um, you can pay attention to how you feel and like when it's time to eat more, when it's time to maybe stop. Mm. And a lot of those apps I've found and even talking with my trainer, they don't take into account the different body types. Exactly. Yeah. And I have found that, you yeah. know, I'm not not gonna be like it's racist but it's just funny (laughs) because she will sit there and be like your bmi this or or this is poor (laughs) and i'm looking at her like you're making me sound you know like i'm so unhealthy but it's based on a body type that like i'm not even trying to get to and so me and her had to have that conversation luckily she was like super open and like we were able to discuss how that's like just not healthy you know inherently just as a as a program and that they all follow in the gym especially but 
that's something that with these apps will have you hungry because you are trying to fit a body type that like isn't even yours yeah or you're eating too much just for the sake of eating too much because that's what the app is saying like I have friends who they're like I need to eat 2400 calories in a day in order to like gain this muscle and do this and do that and they're like stuffed at way below that (laughs) and I'm like honey why are you eating like stop eating you're uncomfortably full and it's because this is like it's all about these external cues when really we want to focus on how we're feeling like we always know best are we are yeah we're the boss of our bodies we know how we feel in our body and so Mm. it's really like tapping back into that wow yeah i was gonna add on to the whole bmi girl so so we have our we have a podcast and we just had an episode last week about bmi and how it's very problematic and it's like bs um and talk so about BMI it. stands for body mass index mm-hmm. basically. And so it's like the relationship of your weight to your height. But for a lot of black people, like there's been studies to show, <laughs> especially black women, we have just more muscle mass. We have different distributions of like our muscle and our body fat. And so when they compared black women to white women, when it came to like having the same BMI, um, the black women had, didn't have increased risk just because of like our composition. And so we, yeah, we were just um, speaking yesterday at S and we were just saying how it's BS because like if you Google like wellness or like wellness woman, it's like a thin white woman. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like we will never be that and we don't want to be that. So it's like, why are we why is that the ideal? Like everyone's body has to just like you know, kind of like disappear and look like this, you and know, that's the default body. That's type. yeah. And if you're a little bit thicker, it's like your doctor's like, you got to lose weight. You got to lose weight. It's like, no, I actually don't have to lose weight. Like I'm healthy. So what's most important is to focus on your habits. Cause that's what really the research shows over your size. You can't determine your health from your size. Um, but you can, you know, you can't control your health fully, but you can have you know, more influence over your health by having those healthy habits, like kind of what we're talking about, which includes focusing on mental health too and social health. Mm, amen. <laughs> I love that. It's just such an important conversation. Yeah. And then, you know, even in the wellness space, it is so whitewashed. And yeah. so a lot of the techniques and a lot of the advice, that's why I'm so grateful for women like yourself. Yes. Where it's like we get to know with our community what's in alignment yeah. and like what resonates with us. Exactly. Um, and you mentioning people stuffing themselves beyond knowing mm-hmm. they're full. We did get a lot of women asking how they can gain weight. Yes, we get a lot of those questions too. That was a big one, especially in our community, Mm -hmm. because like as people have health, I have a lot of like I'm thinking of some of my Black women patients. As they eat healthier and um, work out more, they lose weight, but they get freaked out, and they're like, "No, no, 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 no!" I don't want to lose. Yeah, they don't want to lose the curves. Yeah, yeah. Some people the weight doesn't change. Some people it might go up as you're eating more consistently, Um, and so that's something that comes up. So I think we also work a lot with especially in the last two years, kind of more like body image issues. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, obviously with like the therapist because it's so, it's so deep. Cause it's like, well, when I start asking, like, let's just say someone who wants to lose weight or wants to gain weight, well, questions could be like, well, what would be the benefit of that? Mm -hmm. You know, like seriously, like what benefits you envision you you're getting from that? Oh, well, I just want, you know, more energy or I want this or that, but it's (laughs) I want to look snacked. Right. Right. We were talking about that. (laughs) Right. But what is, but like, but according to who? Right. Like whose definition of snatched? 
<laughs> right. And so it's like, we're all snatched. Like Wendy was saying that the other day. Yeah. Um, it was all my friends were like, well, no, because I'm just not snatched right now. I'm like, I don't know what you're saying, but I'm snatched. <laughs> She's snatched. <laughs> you're snatched. We're all snatched. Yeah. But I, it's tricky, too, because yeah. I think for black women, it's like, yeah, there's this idea that thinness is um, is desirable, but we also want curves that we yes. want our bodies to look a certain way. And I mean, that's just not realistic for a lot of us because mm-hmm. for a lot of different reasons for genetics. I right. mean, sometimes age, too, as we get older, it's just harder to to shift your body size and your body composition. So, you know, just taking all those and also taking sanity into account, because I'm just like, are you really trying to compromise your sanity to physically look a certain way? Right. You know, it, <laughs> the thing is, it's like. I believe like have the healthy habits that work for you. Your body is going to settle where it settles. You know what I mean? Whether that's up, down, the same. And we don't have as much control over that as I think we'd like to believe Mm -hmm. without driving ourselves crazy. And so it's hard. So instead of like focusing on changing your body, maybe focus on reframing like your thoughts around your body and kind of changing your mentality or your mind, which is, is said from somebody within privilege, because I know that it's like easier for somebody who, um, is a, you know, a a lower weight to kind of like navigate the world and like people, it's real, like you're discriminated against. And so I'm not trying to like downplay that. And I know some people it's like, well, I want to lose weight because like, yeah, I'm going to be treated better. Or like, I do want to conform in certain ways. And so that's real too. And that's like folks lived experience. But like, for me, I kind of challenge people to think about, um, yeah, how do we reframe our mind so that we can be comfortable in like what our body's natural like set point is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm paying, like you said, paying attention to how do you feel? Because yeah. I know yeah. when I uh, start, when fitness came into my life when I was younger, I was scared at first because I was like, I don't want to lose my ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that was my biggest thing. <laughs> and I remember my one of my partners at the time, he was like, do you want to be healthy and have mm. energy and be like a dope old woman that's like out here for years and traveling and sharp, you know, and mentally clear? Or, you or just do you want just ass. want your ass fat? <laughs> yeah, right. and I remember him saying that and it, it, it kind of just put it into perspective on like what I was prioritizing and for whom. Yeah. And that yeah. kind of was like such a pivotal turn for me. But then I ended up going in the other end of the spectrum where I worked out too hard mm-hmm. because then when you're in the wellness field, you put this right. pressure on yourself to be the model of yes. of health. And yeah. then it wasn't about me anymore. So I like had right. no boundaries mm. on either direction. And then it really took me being like, like you said, just create space for your body to settle into what it looks like for you. Exactly. While figuring out and tinkering around with your diet and your right. sleep and just kind of like creating that space. But I understand that that takes a while. Yeah. You know? yeah I'm and also reshifting what wellness looks like because mm, that's a big one. Yeah, there's women that are larger sizes who are eating way more balanced, living a way healthier life than someone at a smaller size. Mm -hmm. And it's like you can't determine someone's habits based on their size and what they look like. And so we really need more representation because in wellness, it's like everyone is thin, everyone Mm -hmm. is cut, everyone is snatched. (laughs) You know what I mean? So we need more representation. We need people of different sizes being like, no, this is what I'm doing. This is what wellness looks like. People of color, you know just so that 
everyone has someone to connect with. It doesn't just have to be like the skinny white woman drinking the green smoothie. It could be, you <laughs> know, the Dominican yoga. girl eating yeah. mango. Like it yeah. doesn't, right. you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Like it doesn't just have to be one thing. I love it. And then the last question, then we're done. <laughs> oh, okay. Portion control. Mm, okay. That's a big question. People were like, how? So one girl had me dead. She was like, I can't. I don't know how to say this is enough. Okay. So I like to use something <laughs> called the hunger scale. Mm-hmm. Scale from one to 10. So like five is in the middle. One to four is like you're hungry, right? Or you're approaching hunger. Like one is starving and then 10 is stuffed. Does that make sense? Yeah. Perfect okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when thinking about portions... Starting with a my plate is a great place to start. Even if you didn't make half your plate vegetables, one third is fine. You know what I mean? So like one third vegetables, one third protein, one third um, some kind of carbohydrate or starch. So when you're having your meal, you want to stop at a place of pleasant fullness and think about what does pleasant fullness feel like for me? Like for me, pleasant fullness is I could still take a walk after the meal. I think Wendy said hers is like, I could still have dessert. Yeah, right? I can still yeah. get excited about dessert because you know sometimes you get full and you're like, damn, yeah. I don't want dessert. No. Like, <laughs> and then you overeat. Yeah. yeah. So thinking about what is that, and it might take like if that's your only focus for a month, that's fine. Like, what does pleasant fullness feel like for me? It might be like reconnecting with your body, having consistent meal time, so you are getting hungry and full kind of regularly. Um, and that I feel like that is a good way to kind of reconnect. It also means like a lot of us. Um, practice kind of distracted eating where and I do it too like you're on the phone you're Watching on the computer TV, yeah. and so what happens you're not really paying attention to how you're feeling because you're That's just eating so right and so if we can kind of practice just one meal a day maybe having a, a little bit less distractions like I find if I want to do something listening to a podcast is kind of nice because yeah. it's like we agree can, yeah exactly <laughs> right. because like you're still doing something but you're, it's a little bit easier to stay in tune um one thing that I'll do if I'm getting or if I'm helping people get more in the habit of being more mindful, because what happens is a lot of my patients, they tend to maybe like swallow their food really quickly without chewing it enough. Yes. So important. Yes. yes. Right. And I like, again, I've done all these things. Sometimes I still do. Sometimes we all will. And it's fine. But not as like your regular kind of vibe. So even if you're focusing on, um, you know, counting to maybe like 15 chews per bite just for like a week, just to kind of get a sense of like, what does it feel like? Yeah. To have this meal last a little bit longer so that I'm not getting, um, full, like after the point, or I'm not like kind of connecting like my brain to my body, like after the point of like eating too much. So if you do that, it's, it's impossible to like, eat too many quote unquote portions because you're just kind of more in tune with like what feels good to you. Mm-hmm. And like you said, once your meals aren't causing any deficiencies, mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. your hunger will change, right? Yeah, maybe. definitely. Oh, it, 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 it usually, usually does. does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like 95% yeah. of the time. Yeah, it usually does. Any questions you guys have before we get out of here? <laughs> I know. No. Fran is like... <laughs> I um, low-key want to opt out of questions because if I could just get like, you know, some free service or something. No, you side, didn't. I mean, you know what I'm saying? We have registered dietitians <laughs> Okay. So, so I want to take full use of access to that in private because 
I could sit here and talk about eating all day. We could play Complete My Plate all day. <laughs> right. I love that game. I actually really That's love a, that game. A whole app. We're going to have to do, <laughs> yes. yes. We're going to have to do like a show or something or a podcast episode on that. Please let me and come just, on and just yes. do We would yeah. love yeah. to have you. <laughs> just hold up little uh, yes. food items or food things. And, and we could do like a visual so episode in, maybe. Right. Yeah. Listen yeah. to carb here or if you just had a little protein here. Yeah. Uh, uh, bonus my, uh, micronutrients. Like, <laughs> yes. The whole thing. Yeah, because it needs to be based on what you're already doing. Yes. That's important. So anything? No, I'm just my, you know, I've I am pleasantly full sufficient <laughs> of knowledge for my registered dietitian, so I'm Aww. fine. Thank well, you. I'm glad because we literally got through every single question Stop. I had planned. Oh, okay. oh my god. But we got through because you know a lot of them were similar. So I kind of just categorized them and hope for the best. Um, but that was pretty much what I wanted to ask. So hey. I'm glad that we got to focus on what the listeners wanted to hear. Hopefully those of you listening got your question answered. If you didn't you oh, can. well, no, I'm just playing. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Please, please tell our audience where they can find you and make sure it's your podcast, your website, your yeah. IGs, all that. You want me to go? <laughs> so we, okay, so we're on IG at Food Heaven. Our podcast is Food Heaven Podcast. So like all the conversations, we go way into depth with like experts, you know, who specialize in things beyond like our scope. Um, so there's that. And then our website is foodheavenmadeeasy.com. We'll make a special page for friend zone listeners. Oh, yeah. So yeah, we'll do. Yeah. Thank you. Thank It'll you so much. The friend zone. Yeah. Foodheavenmadeeasy.com yeah. slash the friend zone. Yeah. And you guys can get our balanced eating starter kit for free. Yeah. And then if you really want like some in-depth, like 15 hours of like content yeah, program support. like all the recipes like all the support we have a program which we'll put on there as well it's called the best of program awesome uh, and then your cookbook yeah yeah we have the cookbook too uh, yeah we have the cookbook it feels like so long website, ago it's like so yeah we have Thank all you. the things we have a podcast we have a cookbook yeah. we do lots of recipes too that you can access on our site so if you go on there foodheavenmadies.com you'll see everything yeah yeah do you guys have any appearances coming up because you guys have been everywhere yeah we're gonna be speaking to dietitians <laughs> next <Okay>. month <laughs> <laughs> at a conference um, what else do we have I'm not sure but we actually just opened up like an events tab on our site yes. so we will put events on there as they come up yes. but yeah we want to do more local stuff because we usually do like a yearly international retreat like last year we did in Morocco we've, we've done it in Bali Jamaica mm. but we want to do stuff within the country you know yeah because so, it's like more accessible too. yeah so we'll see maybe we'll, we can partner up yeah oh, totally down. Okay. Okay. That would be great. We'll talk about that. All yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> and if you guys want it, let them know. Yeah, yes. of course. So they sure will. They're going to holler at So thank you so oh my God. Thank much. Thank you for having us. You guys are amazing. really fun. This is yeah, awesome. Oh my God. I feel oh, like I've just thankful. been hanging out. <laughs> this is super like, edifying. We learned so much. Oh, good. I know okay, the listeners good. are going to be really fulfilled and enriched by this conversation. So oh, And we have fun. So see healthy eating is fun even it talking better about be. it yeah. yeah it better be thank you for breaking everything down the way you do I think that's going to be the best part because it's information that you can actually use it's like practical it right. doesn't feel stestful and overwhelming so thank you of course thanks for having us congratulations on all the success thank you and we're excited to see what you guys have to offer throughout the year we'll be watching yeah absolutely oh, thank, thank you guys. guys food haven't made easy yay
Love you, friend. MAC Powder Kiss Lipstick is matte reinvented. The new matte formula is where matte meets moisture, giving you the zero shine look of a matte lipstick with instant long-term hydration and a weightless cushiony texture. The velvety soft matte colors glide on effortlessly with a wide range of shades that are sure to complement any skin tone. Head to your nearest MAC location and meet your matte today or shop at maccosmetics.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.